get that sweet sound of uh, drinking the Coke Zero on the podcast. Mm. <laughs> this is Diet Coke, caffeine-free. Thank you very much. Oh, pardon me. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. You almost forgot the name of the podcast. Oh, well, I was going to do welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to everybody shits on Bob, but... Um, everybody already knows that that's the... That's the real title of the podcast yes. yeah that's the game that alex and i are playing yes i'm your host bob i'm your other host alex joining us tonight special guest yo erica how you doing i'm all right you know <laughs> things are fine fine <laughs> things are fine just fine i mean we're still in a pandemic i wasn't super happy with the way they treated my man in season two of the witcher and you know but I am enjoying Hades, so things are fine. Hey, those are things all are fine. Those are all very good topics. They are well, well, um, in order. Wait, in order. I don't even remember the first thing I said anymore. Isn't that terrible? Pandemic was number one. Pandemic, right? of course. Yeah, so there we go. you know, if in three days I have COVID, I know where I got it. Yes. Well, if we in three days, well, I have COVID. I'll know where I got it. Though mm. <laughs> I don't know that we're going to be talking about that. Hey. Anyway, moving on. What was number two? Witcher. Witcher. Witcher and the way they treated your man. That was number three. My guy. My uh, now, here's the question to start off with. Uh-huh. Is Henry Cavill on steroids? Yeah. Okay. Probably. Yeah. I just assume that anybody who is going to be taking their shirt off in some muscly capacity mm-hmm. is on steroids. Well, I'm especially steroids. when their whole body... Especially when their whole body... Transforms in like a year. Right. Well, they're very dehydrated. They don't get to drink water before they shoot these scenes, which is fucking horrific. And it's just kind of like, I mean, is is this worth it? Their shoulders are three times the size of their head. Their traps are insane. Like you could literally drop them on their head and they would be fine. Also, Bob, no one one thinks you're on steroids. You have no muscle. Wow. What are you on camera? Hurtful. Unless you have another career that you haven't been talking about. Well, maybe I do. Well, then good. Yeah. Second revenue. Maybe stream. maybe Bob is on some sort of uh, like some sort of drug that drains the water out of your body. You mm-hmm. could be on something like that. That's true. Mm-hmm. Or uh, yeah, water pills. Or yeah, yeah. What do they call water sure. pills? Drain the water from your body. I don't know. <laughs> I can't never remember if water pills like dehydrate you or if water pills get you to retain water. I don't know. It's people like the people who finish at the top end. They must be drug tested at these marathons, right? At marathons, yes. At ultra marathons, generally no. Because they assume that you need to be roided up in order to finish. <laughs> well, something. Okay, we're opening a door here, and I'm going to slam yeah, it shut real quick. I mean, <laughs> it's being slammed. I mean, there it's is, slammed. Hey, Bob, it is I slammed. Was, I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> trying to have a long conversation. I know. I know. But we opened the hey, door. We opened the forbidden hey, door, Alex. I un. I. I. I I apologize for interjecting, but there is something we must talk about first. And I'm if I didn't go to the bathroom right before we started recording this, I would not have remembered it. The stool that you bought to put in the shower? I am shocked. <laughs> he hasn't been messaging me about this because you told him about I it. I only yet. just told him about you just it told, today. Yeah, she just told me about it right now. Because we were going to bring it up and Bob, roast you mercilessly. Go ahead. Justify your stool in the bathroom. <laughs> It's nice I'll to wait. sit in the shower and just enjoy the steam. <laughs> Run up that water bill, you know. 
Well, we could install a steam generator. That only costs about two grand. Alex, it's, and then it only uses really, one gallon of water. It's shocking that I haven't done something drastic. <laughs> like, honest to God. Look, I'm not trying to put anything on record right now. But as I always say, <laughs> if for some reason Bob falls onto a knife and the popo try to come along and blame you for it, I'm going to deny everything on the stand. <laughs> I appreciate that, Alex. What can they do? Lock me up. <laughs> You're a white man in America. You'll be yeah, fine. That doesn't happen. Hey, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you have to treat yourself. Sometimes. To a stool. Sometimes you have to treat yourself. You hear this one? Sometimes. You know, Sometimes we treat ourselves. When I think of Bob. Only once in a while, Alex. Yeah, when I think of Bob, I On think the rarest of, of occasions. who denies himself constantly. That's what I of think. Of things that thing bring that him think. joy. Yep. Yeah. Same. Real martyr over here. <laughs> I'm a saint. See, there are things I could say. Oh, oh, oh. And I'm God not. in heaven. That I don't believe in. Hey, we, we, we established earlier tonight that I feel no shame. However, I do feel immense guilt. Which makes absolutely no fucking sense. Yeah, how sense. do you not feel shame, according to you, but you feel guilt? Because theoretically, one comes along with the other, and, and they stop both, you from doing things. They're both behavior-altering things, things see, shame, think. See, shame... See, I look at shame as like something that convinces you not to do something, and I never get that. But guilt is like, ah, oh, I did something I shouldn't have done. Now I feel bad. So, you know, I feel like in, in like normal human beings, yes, they do work together to create a functioning human being. But in me, I'm I've just not. I do have no shame. There's Can you such me? hatred in my heart, Alex? <laughs> Can you give me an example of any things you might feel guilt over? but not shame. <laughs> I'm curious. This feels like a trap. <laughs> oh, because it most definitely is. <laughs> you know, on Xbox last night, Erica, I don't remember how we got on it or whatever, but Bob happened to mention the priorities in his life. And to my shock, he actually mentioned your daughter and you before running. Shocked. Now, Shocked! Now, I didn't believe him, of course. <laughs> but I felt he must have been practicing in a mirror or something like that. Well, he knew he was talking to you, and he didn't want to get back to me. So he's like, oh, let me, let me, let me make sure I've got these ordered in the way that I should have them ordered. Wait, what am I, some sort of monster? You said oh, you can it. hear that. Good. It's meant to be heard. <laughs> you said it, Bob, not us. <laughs> Speaking of monsters. So now the funny thing, have you watched season two at all? I don't uh, think I you have, have not. No, no interest at all. Well, I'm gonna watch it, but I've got other things in front of it. I know the gaming is the priority. Well, plowing I, through I, some I, games. I always have to try to beat new games. There's that. But then when I watch TV, my two, the two things I've been watching are I've been watching The Sopranos again, which I'm pretty deep into. I think I'm at the start of season five. Oh, okay. So, so that's the season with, isn't Steve Buscemi in that season? Maybe. That's the cousin. Um, He's outstanding. Yeah, because there's like, you know, on HBO Max, it listed like five and then six A and B. Season I don't know six, why. They, it was in two parts. Yeah. Which I don't was know. really fucking I annoying. I don't know why. But 
it doesn't matter for a rewatch. Um, well, I think it was to sell because that was one of those. Uh, I think that show did really well in DVD sales too. So they definitely wanted to separate out the last season to kind of eke it out as long as they could. Mm-hmm. At least that's my working theory. And then if I just want to sit down for 20 minutes and watch something quick, like while I'm eating lunch or something, I've been watching Seinfeld again. Outstanding. So those are like the two things I've been watching. Gotcha. And when I'm through both of those, a spot opens up. Okay. Okay. So we, we can wait to talk about it because I'll just let me know when you're in it. I'll watch it okay. Much I mean, to my... You know, hardship. It's a hard thing for me to sit down and watch that show. It's just, it's just funny because, I, like, I came across this video on YouTube, and it's this guy who's a pro bodybuilder or something, and he he admits in his videos that he is enhanced. He's not natural mm-hmm. in any way. Um, but he does these videos, natural or not, where he looks at other people's physiques, and he gives his, you know, somewhat educated opinion. Are they called Natty or Not? Natty or Not. That's the yes. name of the video? Yes. Outstanding. Okay, go ahead. Um, I was going to be mad if it wasn't called that because it's right there. Well, it's, it was just interesting because, you know, a lot of these people, you look at them and it's like, okay, clearly you're, you know, your shoulders are twice as wide as your waist and your thighs have thighs on top of your thighs. <laughs> you know, when you see those and, pictures of like the rock every now and again and you're just like, babe, there's no way. Oh, he's so There's no something. way, man. And, and, you know, I think the general term would be gear because steroids doesn't, it isn't like an all-encompassing term, right? No, like there's no, steroids, not, right. there's HGH, there's all this other nonsense. They can give you some sort of boost. Right. And obviously, you know, the thing he always says in these videos is just because you're on something doesn't mean you wake up the next day and you're muscular as fuck. Oh, no, you have to You be... still have to work out like crazy right. and eat the right way and yada yada or have like be predisposed in some way through genetics. Sure. Um, but, but you're not going to inject something or take something and then overnight it's like a Peter Parker thing and you got bit by the radio no, spider like, and th- suddenly you have abs. That's not a, that's not a thing. <laughs> no, like the example he... The, one of the ones I watched was on this female power lifter and he was kind of going back through her old photos that she had posted to Instagram. And you could see like someone who is relatively athletic as they're growing up. And then one day in like one year's time, they go from in good shape for just a normal woman mm-hmm. to all of a sudden they've put on like 20 pounds of pure muscle and they have an eight pack. <laughs> it's like you just can't do that in a year. It's not possible. Right. It doesn't matter who you are. Right. Right. Um, so it, it's just interesting, you know, because obviously you can figure your Henry Cavill's um, theoretically are on steroids. You know, I'm not going to say anything for well, sure. Alleged. Well, we don't want to we don't want to call out our listener. Right. Henry, if you're using, I really yeah. don't give a no, shit. No, I don't. Care I don't care. It's, Honestly, I'd, I'd, I'd rather you hear you talk about your Warhammer figurines. Like, let's talk about that. I could give a shit about the bodybuilding. Lord um, of the Nerds, let's chat about that. And all the people who do the various Marvel movies or the superhero movies in general. Right. Like you're like, does anyone really think Chris Evans is natural? I mean, that dude went from like actor physique to gigantic. Rifts. <laughs> and I, I, I honestly, as long as they know what they're doing and yeah. it's they they're informed and this is what it is, I really don't care. Well, I think yeah, I think the your issue do your in thing. the fitness community seems to be pretending you did it without steroids or something right and then like selling some sort of 
you know, snake product. Oil. Yeah, right. some snake oil pills do or it something. This will for you. If you take this. Take these and copy my workout. You'll and, look like me. Yeah. Right. right. So that's where I think the annoyance comes in for, you know, someone who is enhanced and doesn't mind saying it. No, that's understandable. But no. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what you think. But the, yeah, we, we can talk about it more when you watch it. Now, Erica, let's talk about your true love. Of course, you know, in front of your daughter and husband. <laughs> Hades. <laughs> I've been enjoying it thoroughly. I think the most fun part of it is uh, I have a friend who's playing it uh, concurrently. So we've mm-hmm. been talking strats and just discussing the story. and Strats. Strats. And it's uh, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I I, will... It's fun to jump into a game that's like very well-rounded, very polished, very like good, and just kind of get... I haven't been grabbed by a game in a really long time. Well, I'm, I'm happy you have been grabbed. However, if we could turn this into Rip on Erica for a moment. Mm. Sure. It is interesting that you didn't have any interest in playing Hades concurrently with me. Well, when were you playing but it? But with someone else. When were you playing it? It just seems like maybe I'm ranked quite low. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've all got problems, Alex. <laughs> Not being appreciated is certainly one of mine. Indeed. Mm. Did you play it when it came on uh, Game Pass? Yeah, right around that time frame. I don't know exactly when, you know, maybe uh, Couple years six ago? months ago I or have something. no idea when it came on Game Pass, so. I, I really don't remember exactly, but six months ago or so, probably. Now, did you play it in between the massive playthrough of all of the um, Yakuza, Yakuza games? Yeah, it mixed it in somewhere, you know, because you, you can't just go like Yakuza 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. You know, you need to mix something need else need a break, in. for sure, for sure. Just every once in a while. For definites. When no. you're not a member of the criminal underworld with a heart of gold. <laughs> <laughs> But, but Hades. Um, it's been fun. I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, I don't think I, I couldn't tell you the last time I've... I mean, you've been playing it literally every night. I mean, it hasn't been literally every night. Most nights I've been playing it. Okay, there's Critical Thursdays. You, you I watched Critical Role. Critical Role, you're right. Uh, there's been some nights where I've come downstairs and I've worked on uh, uh, the campaign for the girls. I have some nights where I write. But no, I've been playing it a fair amount. Critical Role is certainly above Hades. And definitely above you. Well, I mean, let's see. They're above me. Oh, here we go. I, I mean, I don't necessarily know the definitive ranking above me, but I know all the things that are. You would probably re- above be ranked me. higher if you felt shame. It's probably true. <laughs> no, it's. Oh, yeah, it's the shame he doesn't feel. It's guilt that he feels. I feels guilt. I feels <laughs> guilt. I feels that guilt. We've got. Um, uh, yeah, I'm curious. What's the list? We've got um, Joey Beatty. Correct. Um, we've got Charlie Day. I don't know that Charlie's that high up anymore. Oh, and he's fallen. Still love him. Still love him dearly. Wasn't there a new season of It's Always Sunny? Where they went to Ireland? Yeah, I don't think I've watched that. I think I'm a season behind. It's like eight episodes long, and it's really solid. I okay. enjoyed it. Thoroughly. Yeah, I think I forgot. Well, it kind of came and went, like, because it was only, you know, a season is normally, what, do they do, like, 10, 12 episodes? And this one's eight, because obviously, I think it got shortened because of COVID and shit. And it's still good, though. I would highly recommend watching it when you get a second. Bob the Dog is definitely ahead of me. That makes sense. Bob the Dog's ahead of you for me, too. So I I mean, that you know, that makes sense. (laughs) He likes me, and he comes over for pets. Mm. Oh, whoops. Look at him. He's a fucking stud. 
Oh my god. You're all man. Yeah. Anyway, Erica, if I could make a request once again. Sure. Because, you know, someday you're going to trust in my infallible judgment. Could you maybe take some time and start watching Attack on Titan so you and oh. I could discuss it? Okay. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting Final Fantasy VII Remake. Well, she's going to play that when all the other remakes for Final Fantasy VII are out 45 years from now. I do need everything to be finished so I can play it from start to end. You know how I am. It's just the way it is. I'm sorry. Um, wait, I think I would. And this is a thousand years ago. I watched the first season on Netflix. And I got through. I think that was all that they had on. This is when we were living in the apartment. This is a long time ago. Yeah. And I mean, I liked it. It's just Heavy. I mean, not that I, don't, I have a problem with heavy uh, uh, topics, but it was it was a lot to sit through all at once. At the beginning, it's very depressing. Those first 13 episodes are a little brutal. But I yeah. think it gets... I mean, like, bad things keep happening, right? But I think it gets more fun. And there's there are great moments. It's not like Dragon Ball Z great moments, but there are great moments. Okay. Is it all on Netflix now? Is I it think all streaming? Well, I think there's only the first season on Netflix still for whatever reason. But I think the whole run is on Hulu. Okay. And you guys don't you guys have ad free Hulu? We do. We do. You could just you could just plow through that area. Yeah. I think you were there when we got ad free Hulu. Because it was during like the governor's race. We were watching It's Always Sunny. You were like, flip this mm-hmm. episode on. So that was so, the catalyst. So here, here's the thing. So we we were using my brother's account, right? Oh, I remember this. And yeah. he's a cheap ass. And Well, because we said we will give you the extra money, like the what it will pay you for the year. Like the $3 The $3 a month. a month to get the ad free. I'm like, I will Venmo this to you right now for the whole year. And he said no. He said no. So we said, go fuck yourself. And so we got our own ad free. Why? I, but it doesn't this make is, any this sense. Is, no, it doesn't make any sense. This is the same guy who, instead of getting Game Pass for a month, went and bought Gears 5. I mean, yeah, that made no sense either. No. But, but that was a situation where I guess you're going to spend money either way. In the situation you're presenting, he was going to spend no extra money and not have to watch ads and anymore. just not have ads yeah yeah mm-hmm. so instead he still has his ads on his own hulu account mm-hmm. well you have no ads on your hulu mm-hmm. account yep this makes no fucking sense yeah. correct and, and i refuse to give him my password no. over this we have traded with other people to get their other passwords for things because that's just sure. the way that you do things but no he he will never get our password it, 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 it like blew my mind i'm like oh, this makes no right. goddamn sense. Like, we're going to send you the, what would that Whatever be? it would be for the year, like $50. Right. Not even. Like, the $3, what's 3 times 12? 36? You know what? We'll round it up to 40. Here you go, fuckface. Nah, yeah. I don't want to do it. Okay, go screw. It, it, just, it, was, it was just mind-boggling. Now, I will say, so I have no faith that that ad-free plan will, like continue in perpetuity no of course not so it, it will go so like well, they'll just jack up the prices which i think netflix just did didn't they? netflix yeah. just did hulu will go i had there's this part of me though that's like that's work that's got this feeling that eventually 
Hulu will just drop the ad free out because they make too much money off of it. But the problem is it, once you essentially are forcing people to watch ads, I think you're going to drive them to other avenues of watching stuff because Netflix doesn't have ads, right? No. Like on any plan. They don't. Does I know I don't HBO think they do, I know least. HBO Max has an ad free version but or an ad version I mean mm-hmm. but I mean I've always been on the ad free I guess and I think most people probably are would be my guess because that's how it started mm-hmm. and then they introduced an ad plan later I can't watch it but I just can't I can't do it to me saving two dollars a month or whatever it is on your various services to like then have to watch four minutes or five minutes of ads on a half hour program no, is you. not worth it i and if you're pinching pennies that hard you shouldn't be don't there. have the subscription at all yeah i oh and we've had this conversation no a number of times um well and we've been trying to and we're not great at it but we try to be like okay we're not we got rid of netflix originally because we we're like there's nothing on here that we're watching right yeah. now and then we got the password from somebody because we gave them ours for, for Hulu. So it was like, okay, fine then. That works for me because you're, you're paying for one, but you're getting two. So it's like, fine, whatever. And they don't seem to care too much about different households having passwords. Though they do have plans where um, I think only two people can be watching at once. Yeah, all these companies, they know this is happening. Yeah. And they could stop it. I think Hulu is actually the only one who stops it because... You have to set, I think the way it works is you have to set an address, right, for your Hulu account. And that, and then your Hulu account will only work um, on things like Xboxes or PlayStations or Roku's at that address. Hmm. And if you, you could still watch on your cell phone or something like that or your tablet if you're across the country. Or your laptop or something. But if someone across the country, like if you gave your Hulu to someone in California, mm-hmm. it would not work on their Xbox. Hmm. Interesting. So they do have the means by geo-blocking or to figure this stuff out, but they just don't care. I think it's like an accepted practice as long as there's growth. And I think that's probably why Hulu clamped down because hulu traditionally probably does the worst of a lot of these big streaming services you know well because they don't really it's not and i'm sure they have some original content on there but it's not the way like well netflix has so much that you don't even know what's fucking on there which is infuriating um i randomly found uh, uh this animated show called you watch me watching the centaur world it's weird as shit but it was kind of like I had no idea about this. I randomly saw somebody mention it online, and I was like, I like weird animation. Let me check this out. Watched the whole thing. Loved it. And it was just like, you guys got to actually, like, advertise the shit you're going to have on your platform. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like, why are you bothering with it? I, I saw an advertisement. Speaking of Hulu having original shows, like, they have some, but I don't know that anyone actually watches them. I saw an ad for this show, Pam and Tommy. Have you heard about this? It's about Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. I do know about this because the dude who plays Tommy is the Winter Soldier. Seb- Sebastian Stan, yes, right? Yes, who Isn't is super cute. And one of my friends is like obsessed with him. And it's just, it, it, every time I see it, I'm just like, you, what are you doing? What, what is this? It, what, what are we doing it, here? It's so, it's whatever. I haven't watched a single second of it. Because why But it blew you? me away in the ads because when it was called Pam and Tommy, before I went and like looked it up, 
I thought it was some sort of weird like biography using old old footage or something mm-hmm. because they made whoever is playing Pamela Anderson, Look I don't know exactly if they're using like prosthetics or just heavy makeup. I don't know what they're doing. It's her fucking clone. It's terrifying. <laughs> like, yeah. it's so weird. You'll see the commercials and it's like, oh, look, it's the Winter Soldier trying to be Tommy Lee. And then you see the girl playing Pam and they're like. Yeah, it's it's what is, seriously 20 year old Pamela Anderson. It's crazy. I just have to, it's like, why? Who wants to watch this? Who cares? Whatever. I'm glad the actors are getting paid. That's great. But who, who could give a shit? Well, this just goes to show you where um, good marketing actually makes a difference. Because if you think about it. You know, Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, they did this whole big celebrity sex tape thing first, right? They did, yeah. They didn't make an empire out of it. But Kim Kardashian's mother, that's a smart woman. She knew how to sell her daughter. Oh, you being a whore? Oh, I'm going to build something off of this. We're going to make some fucking money (laughs) off this lady. Oh, my. I haven't watched a second of any of that garbage. No. Who could could fucking care? Yes. The downfall of society. Mm-hmm. In real time. <laughs> one of the one of the many avenues. <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking about this earlier today for some reason. I can't remember what, what made me think of it. But just think about how much, like, mediocre content we consume as a species. Like, how much shit do people watch on a regular basis that's just, like, the worst shit? But it like, well, it's comforting. Oh, I'll watch it. It tickles be doing a certain itch. Else. I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> well, look- no, to be fair, I don't think I, I used to just sit upstairs and just like flip YouTube on and it's like, I don't fucking, whatever. But I've been playing games more. I've been coming down and working on my D&D shit and painting and trying to like, you know, be a, a productive member of society in mm-hmm. my own little way. That it's like, yeah, I don't constantly have to watch. Mm-hmm. Though, I mean, Prodigal Son. Rob. Yeah, I mean, though apparently it, only well, me and I, the, like two other two people. other people I got yeah. to watch it were the only. It was only on for yeah. two seasons, but there's something about. But that was fun. Bad. Like, are you just talking about mediocre garbage? Like, that's think like, about like think about the people who are sitting there. Are you watching new- Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, Chicago Med? Isn't there a fourth one? Yeah. You're watching that shit every fucking night. I think it's like a law, like, but we you would sit down and watch Law and Order SVU and just like let it take you away. Did you see yeah. the main Law and Order is being restarted? Yep. Okay, can we talk about this? Because the cast got- is really good. Oh, the cast is stacked, but I can't see Hugh Dancy in that sort of a role. And not immediately flash back to Hannibal and be like, where the fuck is season four? Brian Fuller, what are you fucking doing? Well, they got, they got a lot of good people, though. I mean, they got Anthony Anderson, right? Yeah. Um, Cameron Manheim, I think, is on the They show. have, I don't know his name, but they got the guy who was the lead on Sam Burn Waterston. Notice forever. Oh, no, 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 no. You, you, what, what's his name? Burn Notice. <laughs> Burn Notice, right. I don't fucking know. I know That's the only thing I've ever seen. I didn't watch he was, he was great show. on that he, I, show. I, I actually, Burn Notice is good. I liked Burn Notice. There was Burn a Notice frame. was my kind of trash. There was a time frame where USA had a lot of good original content you remember that there was you know jeffrey donovan yeah i i feel like you know what kind of got it going on usa was nash bridges do you remember that show i used to love that 
show. And remember, you know why? I remember Steve because Austin, the wrestlers would be on I that show. I remember Steve Austin was on that show once. <laughs> that yeah. made it appointment viewing um, for Chibi there Erica. There was Burn Notice. There was what else was there? There was a lot of big Psych. USA shows. Was that a show on the USA? Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't watch that, but that was yeah, that was popular. Yeah, they had USA for a while had. There you was know, other ones. Good. There was that one about it was like a, a doctor who was working in the Hamptons or something. Oh, oh I know what you're talking about. Private practice or yeah, whatever. No, no, it wasn't private. private that was something was, else. Private practice was the Grey's Anatomy I know what, you, I know I know what you're one. talking yeah. about, though. Yeah, I but see that, the guy. that was a good show. Yeah. They're, the USA kind of had all that. Uh, the, for a long time, they had a lock on the kind of lighthearted, you know. Yep. Easy Just to like, watch. Easy to watch. You could put it on the background and enjoy yourself TV. Because that was and, before everything had to be serialized. And it was, well, you have to watch every single, you could miss yeah. an episode of Burn Notice and not be like, well, I'm lost. Oh, no, no, no. Hey, hey, hold Burn on. Notice Wait. actually had a, a story. I mean, maybe I episodes. didn't watch a second of it, so I don't know. Yeah, well, you, you had to follow that along. If you missed the week, you could have missed a, an important piece You're of done. the lore. You don't know <laughs> what Michael... Burn notice why, did, why did Michael have to, you know, hold up the second biggest heroin dealer in Miami? He didn't want to go for the first. He knew not to fuck with the first biggest. He went for the second biggest. Well, what a lot of those shows would do... <laughs> Is they would have, you know, your monster freak of the week thing, right? right. And that would be the majority of the episodes. And then and then there would be maybe five to seven minutes the that would push episodes. the main gotcha. plot line. Oh, along. and Bruce Campbell was on that shit. Yeah. Well, Bruce Campbell he was, was just great. a fucking joy. That was a good you know, show. Funny thing, I actually saw uh Jeffrey Donovan on stage at uh in Boston Common. He he uh he did Macbeth. He's a great actor. And it, so this was, you know, before Burn Notice, but I didn't even realize it till years later. Yeah, there was a there was that time frame like Suits. I didn't watch Suits, but that was on USA. There was a time frame where there were like essentially there would be like five or six shows on USA that were better than every single show on NBC, and I would just not understand why is the subsidiary making great TV and the parent company can't produce anything of value, why wouldn't you just move everything over? Who the fuck knows? Like, I don't know. It's so fucking crazy. The last thing I remember being like, yes, on NBC it was actually Hannibal. And I still don't understand how they made that happen. Because you watch that show and you're like... It was pretty gory, This right? was on a network television? Like, it's fucked up. It's very gory. They're good about, like... They're they're show they're not Pick the really showing it to you. A lot of it is in the dark, but it's and it gets fucking weird in that great way. I love that fucking show, but it's just yeah, it's shocking that it we it aired on NBC. Speaking of networks pulling things from their subsidiaries to bring them over, what the fuck is Viacom doing with the challenge? Okay. Because for fuck's sake, this to me is like we're gonna kill it, like yeah. not and not kill it in a good way, like we're killing, like it. we're murdering it. No, what, what? Okay, explain to me. I don't know what's happening. I, it, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Bob. But from the little bit I read, it looks like essentially CBS across the globe is going to reduce, introduce all these various challenge 
spinoffs like the challenge argentina I remember you showing me the list of like the challenge uk like whatever i don't know what the all the different regions are i'm just mm-hmm. making them up sure. but but then the one that confuses me and this is where i feel they're trying to kill the challenge is there's going to be a show called the challenge cbs that I believe will air here mm-hmm. on CBS. Yes. But it will not have any of the challenge people. It's going Correct. to be only people from the CBS reality TV shows. Correct. Why would anyone watch that? Yeah, nobody nobody from mainline challenge is eligible to be on the show. Are they still doing regular challenge? There was no announcement, right? They, they said they announced another all-star season, didn't they? They're All Stars three in will, May, right? Yeah, I think it's May. But I didn't. I don't remember there being an announcement of another mainline challenge show. I don't. I don't think it was part of the announcement, but I'm pretty sure there is going to be. I mean, you would think line. they're making them, but yeah. it was weird that it wasn't announced. But yeah. All Stars was. That and is so a it's odd. like Concerning. What the fuck is going on? Right. What What are you doing with my thing? Don't mess with my thing. <laughs> it's just someone, someone at CBS got a bug up their ass and just decided we're just spinning off everywhere, baby. Just like we did with Survivor and everything else. Yep. Yeah. Because you're going to get, it's like, there's so much. And then, so it's going to be, uh, you're going to get, so you get the challenge CBS which is going to be part of this global tournament of oh that's the other thing it's called the challenge war of the worlds which is not confusing because there definitely wasn't a war of the worlds or a world of worlds 2 already um now the challenge cbs that's going to air on cbs the challenge war of the worlds will air on paramount plus the winners of the cbs series war of the worlds do we have a War of the Worlds already? So it, it's, See, you, it's already yeah. confusing. So what it is, Erica, is they're going to take, I guess, the winners from all these various challenge spinoffs throughout the world and the challenge CBS and then put all of those people on another show called the Challenge War of the Worlds to compete against each other. Okay, I'm making a face because this just sounds... Why are we so complicating we got, this? We've got the Challenge CBS, the Challenge Argentina... The Challenge Australia, uh, the Challenge UK, uh, I think that's, yeah, four of them. The winners of those will all go to the Challenge War of the Worlds on Paramount+. Plus. And clearly, if there's any standouts from those shows, they're going to be brought onto the regular challenge, I would think. I mean, maybe that's what they're trying maybe. to do. Just but to they're also like... starting up the real world again, which, oh. thank God... Because they're the, I mean, if they cast, a, you know, if they cast well, they need a way to find people who don't suck ass. You do. You definitely do. Because they're, as we've discussed many, 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 many times on this show, you, you really do need, you need a better feeder. Oh, yeah. Real bad. Because whatever they're doing is Real just bad. not working. No. Um, at all. Well, I'm sorry. Talking to us is, is necessitating uh, brown liquor. <laughs> I, I think it's more talking about the downfall of the only trash television show that I care about anymore. Because Burn Notice ended a long time ago. You know, you're right, Erica. I do have a tremendous influence on Bob. If you remember, 
He only started watching the challenge because of me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. See, you're about 80% of the decision making that comes hey, 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 hey. That made you love the challenge too. And second, oh, I'm not complaining second, about that. You had never watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia until right. I came around. Yes, very true. You're welcome. Yes. Why won't you ever listen to me about anything, Erica? <laughs> I'm always right. Someone hear me. I'm always right. I was telling uh, my friends uh, the other day, we were chatting about how when somebody tells you, oh, you'll really like this show. You really got to watch this. My I- initial instinct is, oh, you never t- listen to Yes. Don't you, you fucking tell me what I, to I've do. I've been trying to get her to watch Peacemaker. Yeah, I'll get to it. And I know that, see, I know that would be the exact reaction. <laughs> I'll get to it eventually. I'll, get to it. I- I'll tell you, Erica, Attack on Titan is better than Peacemaker. Oh, interesting. You guys did just watch the uh, final episode of Peacemaker. We did. And I don't I mean, care about spoilers, so if you guys want to talk about it. It was okay. Honestly, it was like the weakest episode of the season, in my opinion. It was kind of weak, yeah. Um, I thought I thought the overall, the the, the show was fun. The show's good. Um, and I'm looking forward to more. Yeah. Uh, Robert Patrick was f- terrifying. <laughs> like, the entire... Like, because he's so the whole point of his character is he's peacemaker's dad and he is a he's like a neo nazi white supremacist super supremacist. villain yeah um and he, the whole story's fucked up his he, followers wear like the kkk wear hoods hats. but yeah. with little like dragon horns because he's the white dragon ah um, Did you know that for Terminator 2, he trained himself to shoot the gun without blinking? Like, normally you would kind of blink as though you're shooting. He trained himself so that he just, because he he's, was a robot. He's a, he's an interesting person. Like, you know, I've obviously I know him from Terminator 2. I know him from X-Files. You see, you've seen him in other places. He's a bad guy. He's, he's a, a character he's actor. A, he's a he's character. working character actor, Robert, uh, uh, yeah. It's gone. But, you know, I never really knew much about Patrick. Um, knew much about him. Uh, and then, Patrick. But then, you know, kind of what he did with this role, I kind of just I was like, I'm very curious about this guy. And I started reading a little bit more. I read some interviews with him. Dude's a fascinating human being. Um, and what he said about this role in particular, he's like, this role was really easy. And I said, well, that's creepy as shit. <laughs> <laughs> his you don't usually like to hear, ooh, the playing the neo-Nazi was simple. Like, but the way he put it was so fascinating. He said, you know, when when you had to play someone who's so completely different from who you are, it's easy. You just do the opposite of what you would do in this situation. Um, whereas if you're trying to play someone with some nuance, well, now you got to think about it. You know, you got to decide how am I going to do this or how am I going to do that. This is just. It, dead opposite of what I'm going to do. So it was, it was really good. He was really good. Cena was good. Is he still a piece of shit in the show, though? They don't try to, like, rehabilitate the character, do they? Who's that? John Cena. To a degree. <laughs> I thought they handled it really well. Okay. Um, He's a piece of shit in the movie. And I want he, him to stay a piece of shit. Well, and they needed him to be a piece of shit, go, like, coming into the show. Um... And he's still a misogynist asshole, mm-hmm. even at the end of this season. But, you know, you kind of, you see... There's reasons he does some of the things he does. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, it, it was, he was good. He's, you know, he continues. I think John Cena is very funny in general. 
He's got very good kinetic timing. Um, other than that, ne- well, he, he knows what's good. He's been reading fucking shit scripts from WWE for the last uh, however many goddamn. Actually, years. that's how he got to know Robert Patrick because they were in the Marine together. I guess. Mm. That's when you know you're willing to do anything for a paycheck. Hey, you're working character actor. Yeah, sure. I'll be in your shitty WWE Studios movie. Are you going to pay me? Fine, man. Well, I think that's the thing. Because, you know, we talk about how many times have, has it come up on, on, you know, this podcast or us just shooting the shit otherwise. Like, you've got all the money in the world. Why do you do this? And, you know, because people make such weird acting decisions all the time. And I think it's like, no matter how much money you have, at least as an actor, like... You can never, you never want to be known as the person who says no to things, because yeah. then suddenly you're just not going to get calls. Well, the other thing is, it can dry up at any time for whatever the fuck reason. Right. So it's like, let me make sure I'm, I'm okay here. There's there's levels of money. I mean, I'm sure Robert Patrick has done fine. He's been around, but he's not like he made like Matt Damon or George Clooney money no, or no, something. No, no, no. I or mean, Brad Pitt. Terminator Two was what ninety two, early nineties, somewhere in there. So that's. 30 years ago. I'd I'm, like to think Robert Patrick wouldn't do a crypto ad. I would hope not. But you never now, know. Now there's a guy who doesn't need the money. <laughs> I mean, that to be honest, that was one of the few ads in the Super Bowl that was actually good. It, I, I was enjoying myself and I was like, oh, no. LD, Dude, come the on. The amount of crypto ads was fucking Staggering. Well, the funny thing is, because a lot of people, uh, I'm not on uh, uh, Twitter a ton anymore, but I jump on every now and again. They were like, this is exactly like right before that Super Bowl when the dot-com bubble burst. There was It was mostly ads for these random-ass dot-com companies. Oh, look at us. We can spend all this money on a Super Bowl ad. Aren't we right. doing well? And then the bubble popped like later that year, and it, everybody just and that's ultimately what's going to happen with crypto. Well, because well, nobody's buying it, because everyone one to buy to buy into crypto. It's still too confusing. It's too confusing. It's way too expensive. Like you can't like you can't buy into crypto for like a, a couple thousand dollars. No, you got to dump. A like, stupid amount a of crazy money. amount of money, and people just don't have that much. And money. hope that other people are going to dump especially, that much money into know, it too. Especially because they they start they had to start up this whole NFT scam, and it's like, listen, how many people have hundreds of thousands of dollars to buy your NFT off of you? You know, not that many. I just it's hysterical to me that it's like, well, I own this this this, this link. Oh, I printed this. it out. Here it is. Yeah, exactly. Like I can just I I right clicked it and now I have it too, and I didn't pay anything for it. So yeah, yeah. I don't think I'll ever. Now don't get me wrong. He'll probably get paid and he'll be showing it any day now. But that fucking video with Keanu Reeves, where that guy from like The Verge is interviewing him, and he laughs, and he at starts him. talking about NFTs, and Keanu's like something like you know. Uh, you know, yeah, the value of something that can be copied infinite times. Yeah. Wow. He's just he's howling. Now, of course, if some company comes along with $10 million and say, hey, Keanu, you want to show our NFT? I'm sure he'd be like, see, he's yeah. one of those people, though. I don't know if that's true or not. It's hard to say. I it's mean, hard to it, say because you anything you know about any celebrity is what they want you to know. Right. 
It's a carefully crafted public persona. Yeah. You don't know what a celebrity is really actually like. You don't. We don't. No yeah. one does. It's just the way it is. No. I would hope, because I like him a lot, and that's all it's based on, that he wouldn't do that. Yeah. It would be very well, disappointing. That's always been my contention, that if you were to date some really great actor or actress, you would always in the back of your mind be going, is this the real person or is this a performance? And when am I being worked? Yep. Because, you know, some great, if I'm dating some great actress, she could just turn on the waterworks anytime she wants to get what she wants. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But am I getting what I want? Because if I'm getting what I want, I don't necessarily. Well, if you're fine with that, sure. I mean, whatever. But it's going to be in the back of your head. Yeah. It's I'm like, dating a stranger. It's like the it's like the billionaire who's 80 years old. Well, no, that's a bad example because the billionaire who's 80 years old marrying the 20-year-old, he knows what he's getting into. You but should. if you're like a 35-year-old billionaire, you might you're always you always have that thought in your mind like does this person actually love me or do they love my money? Because if you're a 35-year-old billionaire, you're probably a douchebag. That's why the freaking quarterback. That's why most of the quarterbacks, they just marry, like, their high school sweetheart. Because they liked them before they were rich. Right. So it's like, let's just just stay the course with this. Yeah. Now maybe, you know, they hitched a ride because they saw what was coming. But... (laughs) He's going to play in the NFL. So I'm sh- I bet you people have that thought, Eric. Oh, I'm sure that they do. Yep. Um, but, you know, in a lot of cases, I think that's why they do that. Because look at Aaron Rodgers. He just broke up with that other, the other lunatic, uh, Shanane Woodley or whatever her sure. name is. I don't know. And he's dated every woman under the sun. And, you know, doesn't work with any of them, probably because he's fucking crazy and really stupid. I saw there was one, I don't know who the woman is now, but uh, she was like, oh, we just don't talk about politics. And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. I mean, you're there for the money, obviously, but really? I, I don't know. I, yeah, whatever, dude. Fine. You're not there. You're, you don't talk about politics. Fuck off. <laughs> See, I can, I could date someone who doesn't have the same viewpoints as me because I'm pretty far left, but... You would have to be able to, like, come up with a good justification for your beliefs. It can't just be like... Anti-vaxxer, I'm being silenced on a national radio show. Poor me, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Full stop, no. (laughs) Unless you're an assassin and you're just getting close to him to kill him. Then that's okay. I mean, she barely puts up with me. And I'm not even that bad. You know what she says to me? She says, your Pennsylvania is showing. Have I ever said that to you? You have 100% said that to me. I am curious, Bob. What happened in your life that you have seemingly no similarity to the rest of your family? I'm... You know, we're it, not gonna get. We're not gonna get into it's that. A, it's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> Shit happened, and Bob decided. You know what? I'm, he gave. He did the Larry David. I'm good. 
I'm, I'm good. And, you know, and slowly walked out the door. I, I mean, we won't go into the, okay. the detail, but I okay. will say, I will okay. say one thing is that I have never, I have, ne- I generally don't approach situations, and this is just my general mindset of, oh, I could never do that. You know, oh, I could never move away from home. I could never go do X. I could never go ride 92 miles on my bike in Alaska. I never think that way. I'm surprised he didn't put running in there. I think he was thinking about it. And then he was like, you know, you know what? I'm going to shift gears and I'm going to say Alaska instead. I th- that was a shift right there. Cause you were going to say it. You were going to say, I could never run a marathon. You were going to say it. You were, you totally fucking were. <laughs> carry on i never think i don't think that my my thought process is always if this is something i want to do how do i do it and but you have to have the desire and the want to do it well yeah but i think there are people who want to do stuff but they put this mental block of i can't do this like this is too hard there's no way this is going to happen and yeah you need the will to do it too and you know the ability but I think people have the ability. They just, they've got, it's a mental block. Yes. You know, so. Well, that's anything in life, unless you're just severely stupid. <laughs> Most things that stop people are just getting past your own insecurities sure, or sure. you're right. becoming up with the determination to actually follow through on various things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think for me, when growing up, you know, when I, I saw things that I was like, Oh, I want to go do that. Like, and I credit snowboarding with this to a great degree. Cause like when I got into snowboarding, you know, I was a snowboarder in Pennsylvania and you, you know, it wasn't the uh, snowboarding in PA isn't great. You know, there are mountains that are good and a lot better than, um, I certainly felt about them growing up as I was just looking out at better. But, uh, you know, for me, it was, I want to go to Vermont and snowboard. I want to go to Whistler and snowboard. I want to go do these things. I want to get out and do it. And that kind of built my drive to leave Pennsylvania and do other things. And then the more I did that and the more I saw the rest of the world, the more I was like, well, this is, this is not where I want to be. I've seen how it could be elsewhere. Right. I think that happens to a lot of people who travel for one reason or another when they're young is you kind of see like, okay, I doesn't have to be like this. It can be another. There are options for you. There is no one way through life. There was something I was going to bring up, but I forgot. Now it's going to bother me. You'll remember it. At like four in the morning when we're done, and you'll be like, God I just pop up in bed. Damn it. <laughs> Gotta write it down. Gotta write everything down now. If I don't write shit down, it's gone. It's just like, all right. Maybe it'll come back in a week or so. Oh, I remember. Look at My this. brain still works. Look Erica. at that. Oh, I forgot again. Just kidding. Wah, wah. Um, you know, about a week ago, Erica, Bob starts texting me. He's like, Oh, you know, next Thursday, I think we're going to get like a foot of snow. They're calling <sighs> for like a foot of snow. And then a few days later, it was, oh, now it's seven to ten inches. 
And then a few days later, it was, I think we're just going to get like a dusting. <laughs> that and was just, not a dusting it just, yesterday. It just kept like, <laughs> it kept going down and down. And Bob's joy over the snow also kept going down and down and down until there was none left. Well, what did we end up getting? Was it like five inches? Three and a quarter. I would say it was three. Did you actually pull out, did you pull out the ruler? I did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. It was exactly three and a quarter. I was not shown a picture of the actual yeah. measuring being taken, so I would take that See, with a grain of salt. Last night when I took the garbage out, I was walking along, and I'm looking at it, and I go, looks like about three inches. And I texted that to Bob, and he goes, I don't know. I would say three and a quarter. So, yeah, I don't fucking believe what you're saying. <laughs> It was um, probably under two inches, three inches, realistically. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the annoyance about it, because that you know, obviously, I I I love snow. The problem with the amount of snow we got is it wasn't quite enough to go out and really have fun with it and enjoy it. Like this is not enough snow that I could get my skis out and go over to the lake and ski around the lake. It's it's just not enough snow. And because of the downpour we had the whole day leading up to well, it. it was warm, too. That it was day. warm, and it was rainy. I mean, almost everything underneath got wiped out. So any chance of, like, doing anything fun with it was kind of out the window. Um, so it just became an amount of snow, just enough that you have to clean it up, just enough to make life difficult for a couple days. Because, like, I'm thinking about tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm supposed to run on trail. I'm probably not going to be able to run on trail tomorrow. We're probably going to have to run on the road. Oh, well. Not a big deal. But it is annoying. It just it disrupts things. Have you ever actually gone or like and skied around the lake? Yeah. Do you think maybe people, like when they see you there, they're like, look at this asshole? Most. I went and I walked there a few weeks ago. And I was getting a lot of looks because I was walking. Like, there's a lot of skiers over there. To the point where I was like, the fuck? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, so this was... This was oh, no, yeah, I'm like, I'm here to walk, so fucking deal with it, man. Whatever. This was, this was a funny, uh, kind of an amusing story, because y- she got home from going to walk uh, around the lake, and, and she comes in and she's like, you won't believe this. I was walking down the thing... And there's a guy coming up. A lot up. more swearing. Involved. Yeah, there was a lot more swearing. There's a guy coming up at me up the center between the tracks, and he's coming really, you know, he's coming quick at me. And like, what was this asshole doing? And she's just, she, she, you went for like a good two, three minutes on this. And at the end, I said, okay, I just need to explain to you that. That guy in the center was skate skiing. He said it exactly in that douchey manner as well. Just got to explain. To I just you. have to. Well, actually, I don't think I said actually in that case. I try not to say that anymore. Oh, you try and you fail. <laughs> My whole point is that's great that you want to be skiing, but there's still going to be people walking out here. I got out of his way. I you didn't did. stand in the middle of his way. I moved, but but did, but did they're you, walking. Trails. But you didn't know that there was. Your your thought process of well, my initial reaction to anybody is, "Hey, look at this asshole," because that's just the way I'm wired. I mean, it's just fair. <laughs> that's a fair reaction. Um, hey, but you were fuck. not aware of like skate skiing. No, because it looked horrible. Well, I don't yeah, know why anyone does, would do that to themselves. Terrible. It does seem terrible. 
But because your thought is like the, the well, like the guys in the tracks. Well, uh, right, because they were classic tracks. skiing. Right. Yeah. Classic skiing, classic. It's what it's called, classic skiing. That's nice. And then you got classic skiing, skate skiing. Then you got um, telemark skiing, and you know standard downhill skiing. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I have been. I have taken my skis out. I will actually probably go this entire season not snowboarding, but having skied, which is weird. No uh, snowboarding trips planned? Um, no. <laughs> I was just curious. Figured I'd ask. I might go like to Galena... For one day, like I did last season. Look at the sadness on his face. I mean, it does suck. Well, I, you know, I, so I had, you know, we, we coming into this winter through the fall, we were really hopeful that maybe this year could be kind of normal. Or I didn't even know that it was normal. I think we were hoping that the under five vaccine would, would be, be out. out in January, as they said it would, but they keep pushing it back. Yeah. So. I mean that kind of hampers what we can what we're comfortable with doing. Yeah. Right. So because it just it just sucks. Once summer hits and you can be outside, it's a little different with taking our places. But I'm not. Yeah. yeah. It's just a matter of comfort with her. But here's a funny thing. So before the year Izzy was born, that winter before um, was my big winter of snowboarding. And um, the way <laughs> the way these the it's big a, going out it's party. hysterical because there's just this we just looked at each other at the exact same second and it was just yeah because yeah you were gone for like that was, fucking two and a half that weeks. was the last time Bob had true joy in his life well you know up until he bought the stool just. <laughs> Just call me the the fun destroyer, Alex. The destroyer of fun. That's my thing. The joy slayer, <laughs> the if you joy will. Slayer. <laughs> um, so you know, I went. I did that big trip. Now, the way these ski passes work is, if you buy them before the end of the current season, you get a significant discount on them. Uh, so I said, you know, I have no reason to believe right this moment that I will not be able to snowboard next year. Um, I'll buy a ski. I'll buy the I ski mean, pass. We, well, no, I guess it was right before the baby was born or we got pregnant. So fair statement. So, you know, I, I picked up the pass and then, um, you know, uh, you got pregnant. Um, and, uh, you know, and as soon as you got pregnant, it was like, Okay. Slayer, <laughs> Slayer well, of joy. Well, I, no, no, no. I was like, the the only possible thing is I might be able to get away for a day or two, but chances are not even that. And it was fine. You know, it was just what it was. It kind of, the thing that sucked was I had no way to get any manner of refund yeah. on this at all. Until the pandemic hit. Well, so this is what's crazy is so the pandemic hits and all the resorts shut down now 
people are losing their minds because, you know, this was in March. So originally the past companies, of which are essentially two, they said, you know, well, you guys had November, December, January, February, and a good chunk of March to use your passes. So, like, I don't know what you want. Um, and from my perspective, I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I like, uh, I can't argue with that. That's true. So, but enough people fought this out because a lot of people won't start skiing until later in March because mm -hmm. a lot of seasons, there's just not enough snow until then. Or like you're buying this pass because it makes sense to buy the pass. You're going to plan one big trip in middle to late March and buying the pass makes sense for that. So enough people put up a stink. The pass company said, we'll tell you what, if you did not use your pass at all, this last season, we will give you a credit. You can buy the pass next season. So that's what I did. I took advantage. I got my credit. I bought the pass for the next season, hoping that I'd be able to use it. Well, the, uh, the 2020, 21 season came and went and COVID sucked. So did not use my pass. So then it came up again this year. <laughs> I bought the pass for this season. And uh, so they, but they changed something. They said, we're going to let you defer it again, but you have to decide by like, I think it was December 8th. You have to decide if you're going to, if you're going to use the pass or not. And to me, I thought this was fairly fair. I was like, okay, you know, if, it's not as good as last season's deal, but I think this is fair. And I remember that day we were talking about it because it was as Omicron was coming out in the surface. And, we, you know, I just said, you know, I'm just odds are not looking good yeah. to be able to use it. I decided to defer it, um, you know, basically said if I do get out, I'll get out one or two days and. You know, that's not going to be worth the value of the pass, which is like $650. So I'll defer it one more year. Maybe next year I'll get to ski. But what's funny is this turned out to be like there are a number of reasons why that was the right decision. But the one that I could not have, you know, really known was the snow has sucked. Like, they mm -hmm. got hit out west really hard at the beginning of December. And, like, they were skiing on incredible snow for December. Since the beginning of January, they've gotten, like, six inches. They've gotten nothing. So it's ended up working out. That was a really long section of time for me to describe my story. So um, thank you, listener. I'm sure um, you are very interested. Henry in the Cavill is very interested going in your snowboarding on. journey. What if he is? Uh, he might be. What, he might be. I, I if, wasn't meaning to we, sound sarcastic. We, it's just hard for me to sound sincere anymore. What if we get an email <laughs> tomorrow? Well, whenever tomorrow is. And it's, he's, you know, Henry Cavill just tells us, hey, can we get more snowboarding talk? Well, see, no, if we're going to get an email, I'm going to set up a D&D &D game with him and other people and then we're going to become super best friends 
and life will be good. Okay, but how do you get past the super awkward introduction? To well, that's that's the, that's that, that's the problem because I can't talk to people anymore. That Alex, do you think you could talk to Henry Cavill if you sat down in a room with him? I think oh he yeah, could. yeah. Oh yeah, we just talk about World of Warcraft or something. <laughs> I couldn't give a flying fuck Alex about his TV care. or movie projects. See, and there's certain people that I don't care. I'd like, be like, I'd be like Henry. All right. Can I call could you, you Henry? Just tell me, Henry, Hen. if I can Hen. call. Can you I call Henry. you Hen? If I H. can call you that. H, my dude, H. H. Big H. <laughs> H. <laughs> could you just... H, could you just suggest... <laughs> Erica, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Continue. You know, do you think H has a stool? Do you think H would be caught dead on a fucking stool? If he does, it's one of those really nice ones that's like covered in marble and like built oh out yeah built the wall. yeah yeah that's not a stool no he's got like a nice that's ass a shower yeah for a man yeah <laughs> not some chintz ass stool <laughs> you got it not target. a stool that jabroni does it hold me up need. does it hold me up <laughs> I, I don't I it? rest my case <laughs> i don't know and i don't want to know <laughs> oh my god hey we i have to protect the knee I've got way too many miles to run this year. The, the knee has to be protected. So you admit it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> the knee is good, but you never know what's going to happen. It's the, what is it, the hip now that's bad? Uh, the hip is healed. Thank you. Mm. Temporarily. Anyways, I'd be like, H, could you tell me <laughs> about like your workout regimen you know, what trainers you have, who's cooking all your food, and oh, by the way, what um, steroids you may or may not be on, <laughs> and where I could get all these things. I feel got to slip that into the world. And how, like, how many hours a day would I have to work out for the rest of my life to look half as good as you do? Because <laughs> I would be okay with that. I mean, I like H, but what if he goes by Hank? What if his true friends call him Hank? What if they call him Cav? Mm. Hey, Cav. Ooh, I could get into Cav. Hank is just, nah. No, he Hank's can't be no Hank. good. He can't be Hank. He's way too cool for a Hank. He can't be Hank. Yep, but have you seen the games he plays? He could be a Hank. Maybe that's his gamer tag. Could be. It's like Hank adjacent. Because mm. no one thinks Hank. Hankinator. The Hankinator. <laughs> <laughs> what if his gamer tag is just H? <laughs> He just got it first before anybody else. What What if he has a blood feud with one Hunter Hearst Hemsley and his goal in life is to just steal the Triple H username in every system that he possibly can? On World of Warcraft, he's Triple H. He only has one H. Yeah, but he thinks it's funny to steal Triple H's. It would be funny to fuck with Triple H. <laughs> he seems like the type of guy who would get really mad. And he's he, would, he, he's had he'd a bad be, time lately. So oh, yeah, <laughs> lately he's lost he's lost all his power in WWE. Seemingly, uh, it's NXT's been a rough go a joke. for Hunter. Yeah, he I doesn't. It's not looking good for him to inherit the inherit the company anymore. I just I have haven't say. paid because who could possibly care anymore? Before we move on to wrestling, which we should, I would like to plead with you pop though yeah please 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 Mm -hmm. don't make any more 
long-term plans to take trips to other states because we don't need more variants all right i know you're going to create them i know the universe is going to create, create them, them to get to you no more fucking planning all right keep wow. the fun in the area well, agreed I mean, we could drive agreed wait 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 hold on is this about me getting on a plane or no the going... mere thought of having fun in your life is going to create another variant oh well good news then because all of my plans involve me suffering for hours on end so there's but you like suffering yep <laughs> <laughs> i mean listen uh, everything that i have planned in through november the look on alex's face right is now within is a five-hour drive it's pretty fucking great is that close enough? Five-hour drive. We're going to get another variant. <laughs> I mean, we're going to get one anyway. So There's I'm already an Omicron 2A. Isn't it a B2? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Who gives a fuck at this point? <laughs> no one. That's no the one, problem. No one. That's the problem. I feel like it's only a matter of time until we have a variant that's actually named after one of the ones they've made up on Best of the Worst. <laughs> The Omega variant. Remember, do you remember when COVID was just getting going and people thought it was fucking bullshit? And then. So, like, the people who still think it's fucking bullshit. Right, right, right. But, like, everyone thought it was like, oh, whatever. We'll see what happens. Well, I will say, I was at two weeks before stuff went on lockdown, I was at C2E2. And I remember standing in the line and looking around and being like, this was really fucking stupid because we're all going to get sick. But I. Got out of there. That yeah, was like nothing you were, ended you were up happening. Like so right under the gun. Yeah, but no, I just think about remember when COVID was kind of getting going, and I remember someone in the NBA got COVID, and then the NBA stopped that. play, yeah. and then everyone was like, "Holy shit, this is fucking real!" Because yep. <laughs> the giant corporations don't stop anything no, unless they have no, to they absolutely don't yeah i so. remember that yeah because he was making like a joke about it and he was licking all the microphones or whatever you remember that interview he did <laughs> that yeah. fucking seems like eight years ago it, that's how long it was Centuries. we're actually in a time loop bob <laughs> awesome hey that explains my recent deja vu a lot more <laughs> Dude, when I get deja vu, I'm like, we're in the fucking simulation. Because it won't even be like, it won't even be I saw a cat walk across a room in the same place, like in the Matrix. Right, right? It didn't, it's had a change It'll code be like, situation. I'm in the exact same moment, having the exact same conversation with the same people in the same time frame, same weather. Boom. Like, everything's the fucking uh, same, but it's five years I, later. It happened to me earlier today. At the end of my day, I was writing an email to somebody, and I swore, like, no fuck. Like, I have written this email before. Like, I have memories of writing this email. Not just once, but, like, multiple times I have this memory. And it's, like, it's freaky as fuck. So I believe, you know, if we are in a simulation, uh, I'm okay with that. Couldn't they make the simulation more fun? 
I mean, I mean, I've got some notes. Is maybe, all I'm say. maybe, maybe it's like the Matrix, where if you make the simulation too enjoyable and too perfect, it fails because humans are destined for <laughs> like terrible this is things. To be suffering. What? What is this? Yeah, humans don't like anything but bad outcomes. It's true. I, I mean, honestly, I you look at. Uh, everyone who just spends their entire lives working themselves to death and not enjoying everything because they're going to have a great retirement and then they drop dead two days before. Like, I feel like that suck. I feel like that does happen to so many people, though, because you're used to doing X, Y, and Z every day, grinding, 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 and then one day they wake up, they're 65, and they have nothing to do, and their body just shuts down. I think there's a lot to that. I I also I've never like I I struggle with this a lot because there's a part of me that's like, am I really doing enough? Should I be saving more? Should you know I not be doing X Y and Z or should I do X Y and Z instead? And you know it's but it it's like I could drop dead tomorrow, and that's and and you know for me. My mom died at 45. My, I'm not that far from 45. You know, it's not next, it's not tomorrow, but it's not that far away. And it's like, am I, am I really not going to do stuff? Am I really going to just work 80 hour week? No, not going to do it. You well, gotta, no one should work an 80 hour week. No, but uh, Bob, you got to introduce more evil and hate into your heart because you'll live forever. I mean, that shit is it's a true. powerful drug. One it's of true. my favorite Lewis Black lines is when he's talking about health. This is from 2005, and he goes, uh, here are my rules of health. The good die young, but pricks live forever. <laughs> and it's so goddamn true. It's so true. <laughs> if you see, like, we're kind of in the middle, right? We're not like pure-hearted bastions of humanity. I am. Moving on. We're like, I, I prefer, if you're doing an alignment chart, I, I choose to kind of think of myself as chaotic good or chaotic neutral. Yeah. For the most part, I try to be like a decent human being. But if you piss me off, go fuck yourself. How would you describe me, Erica? Erica because I do seemingly enjoy other people's suffering. Indeed. But, but only on like lighthearted things. Like I don't want to like, I wouldn't like laugh at someone who has a bullet hole in their chest. But if you slip and fall on your ass, but you're not really hurt, that's fucking hilarious. I'm going lawful neutral. That's kind of, but I mean, is it a code though that he's living by? Because that's kind of what lawful neutral is. Mm. Like Dwight Schrute is lawful neutral. That's true. I think it's it's a chaotic for sure. And it's chaotic good or it's chaotic neutral. I'm leaning chaotic neutral. Erica, when you're playing Monopoly... And you've engineered everything perfectly in your favor in terms of like table talk and stuff like that. Sure. But then the luck also goes your way and people start landing on all your monopolies repeatedly. Well, that's just a beautiful thing. That brings me a lot of joy. I think it's chaotic neutral. You know, Bob? Like when you're playing Risk and you have like five armies defending a territory and someone attacks with 18 and your five defeat their 18 (laughs) and they just want to die. That makes me really happy. You know what? You know what is a lot of chaos though? And it kind of supports your, your viewpoint here is when, you know, like I'll get on the party and then 
Alex will text me and say, hey, why don't you suggest Monopoly? And he does this all the time. Well, because he can't suggest I it because nobody never wants to play it. once done that. Bob's over here cheering <laughs> silently. Is he not, Erica? Well, no, that's that. Yes, he is. But this is like this. Your Pennsylvania is showing. I don't recall ever saying that. He's making shit up over here. No, you have definitely he's sl- said. He's slandering the two of us, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> you have definitely said your Pennsylvania is showing. Hey, hey Those are words. Why would? How would I make that up? Uh, I don't I'm fucking know. I'm not clever enough to make that up. <laughs> Can I ask you for a favor? Sure. A personal favor. Sure. That I will repay in some way if the situation ever presents itself. Mm-hmm. Food. No. Let's say one day I have somehow managed to wrangle, including Bob, five people in a party, and I just need one more to play among us. It's windy. It's windy. Jesus fucking Christ. God damn, man. Yeah, that was just windy. Among us. Yeah, that's cool. I just need like one more Mm -hmm. to actually be able to play among us. Would you get on? And play among us. If it was, you need the one more, and I'm not currently doing something else, and I'm just kind of sitting around looking for something to do, I could see perhaps jumping on. See, among us is great, because you don't actually have to talk to fucking anyone, really. What? You just work silently. I mean, you got to argue. I mean, that's not my impression of that game at all. My best work has always come from running my mouth. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, But you don't need to. You can oh, be look. Listen, I'll just I say love that game, though. I'll just say that as a master of manipulation, I have a lot of fun on Among Us. Oh, Among Us is so much fun, and it's it's a shame that uh, more people don't want to play it because it, it is fun. Like I, I definitely see like it made sense that there it like it had its it had its peak and then it kind of dropped down, but like that it's not in the regular rotation is criminal well it's hard to get enough people together that's it the is struggle. It, it, yeah i mean the, the the structure of the game makes it tough for sure now i was gonna tie this in but i'll just go back to it now sure because i'm just so good at my job as proper up of this podcast yeah well yeah yeah anyway i knew we all knew covid was real when that guy in the nba got it that fucking idiot mm-hmm. you know when i knew omicron was real when the young bucks got it because oh did they get it yeah remember this i texted you about this like this is like months ago oh, okay and it, it was because i think you did I mention, knew it because yeah. i was yeah, yeah, like yeah. these dudes are on planes weekly yep. at least like at least one time every single week they are on a plane back and forth yes and they have been avoiding covid relentlessly somehow but these guys got omicron we're, we're all fucked, all fucked. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of uh, AEW, I don't know how much you want to talk about the Cody Rhodes situation. It's interesting. It is interesting. Um, I don't know. Have you heard anything about this? Just what you've told me. Okay. So I guess Cody and Brandy are leaving or have left. Their contracts were up and... The rumor is they're going to WWE, which I really... The rumor is Cody is going WWE. I don't think WWE has any interest in Brandy. Sure. Maybe as a, but see, they don't really like managers there. So they don't at all. Maybe they don't but do I don't managers. Know. 
maybe he could wrangle that. I guess it depends on how much they really want to fucking stick it to AEW. Is that I think, sticking it to AEW, though? Getting, I like, think is, in Vince's mind it is. Like, we're taking not really one of your top guys right now, but we're taking one of the guys that really got the company off the ground. Mm-hmm. And he left here unhappy. And now I'm going to give him a shitload of money to come back and park his ass in catering. Because that's exactly what's going to happen. Well, then that's what's weird because it's like Cody left WWE, and I remember he had that that photograph of that list of everybody that he wanted to wrestle. Do you yeah. remember that? So, and he seems like a guy, and however you think of his wrestling, I think he's fine. I think he's a better talker. Um, I just it's I don't know unless it is just the money because you're not going to have any creative control over there. You're no. not going to be creatively fulfilled. I, you're not going to be a top guy at WWE. No. Cody well, Rhodes. That's yeah, just not going to happen. The, the truth is, is no one's a top guy except for Roman and I guess Becky. Like, they're the top guys. I would include Lesnar in that. Sure. But Becky Lesner... Lynch is the top woman right now? Oh, yeah. Becky's been the top woman. Other than when I she mean, was, I don't know. Other we than when watch. she was away for pregnancy, she's been the top woman the whole time. Yeah. For, like, years. But, yeah. Um, yeah, Lesnar is in, like, this other weird category right? the Brock Lesnar category he's, I, he's a totally unique animal easily the smartest person to ever work in wrestling bar I'm, none. I'm, like no one no, no one's even close that is correct yes. when I listened to him talk like I saw little snippets of an interview the other day and don't get me wrong Brock's a farm boy and I'm sure he has views that I would not agree with but on an intelligence level He's operating at way higher of a level than people think he is. Like, it's crazy. Well, he knows his value. He knows what they'll pay him. And it's like, if you're going to pay me a hajillion dollars to work four times a year, <laughs> what am I? St- I'd be and, stupid not to do that. And you've given me so much money that I'm not going to roll out of bed unless you're going to pay me a shitload. Right. right. Exactly. Why would I get out of bed for any less than what you've given me in the past? And you're going to keep doing it. So... Well, I think he, yeah, he's he's a really smart guy because he figured out early on in pro wrestling that he does not do well with a lot of the aspects of pro wrestling that are important, which is like the kind of uh, getting along with fans and making people like you mm-hmm. and being sociable, right? Well, I have heard him talk about he has struggled a bit with anxiety, and that does right. make sense. I wouldn't... You don't. What, what do I want to deal with these fucking people? I completely understand. Yeah, that. and he's and he said like I'm good, like I can go out in front of the crowd and be, be Brock Lesnar for a night or two, mm-hmm. and then I need to go home and recharge my batteries because for I cannot. I cannot. He can't do it. No, it's a lot. Which is why he left. Yeah. Which is why he left originally a long time ago. And then what did he start? Like he tried football, that didn't work. But then he did UFC and that did work. And what do you get to do in the UFC? You're training for a lot of months with people that, in theory, you know and like and respect. Right. And you're in this, like, small group. And then once every two or three months, you go out in front of a crowd, you have your big fight, and then you start all over again. Right. So for him, I think it's, like, it's very similar businesses, obviously. That seems a lot like running racing. Don't even engage. So <laughs> moving on. So Cody Rhodes, sense. yeah. So Brock's Brock's in his whole other category. I mean, no one. You could not convince me anyone is smarter than the Rock in pro wrestling. Not Tony, or not sorry, than Brock Lesnar in pro wrestling. Because 
They see The Rock. The Rock now is making insane amounts of money. But I have a feeling that dude is working like 10 hours a day. More than that. He's like going nonstop between that and even with whatever he's on to keep his body going. You know, between his actual work and the working out and everything it entangles entails, I'm sure he's working like crazy. Yes. And and there's there's a question because... You know, I think in general, when you when you get into the world of celebrity, it's a different beast for sure. And, you know, I know people who who are very successful in that sphere typically do work their asses off. Like all, all they do is work because and part of that is because literally just every interaction you have is work. Um, well, you have to be on. You're on constantly. So but. This is what I, and not to derail this too much, but it's just a thing to me that I, I, I wonder about so much is like, why why do we re- like worship this like ground of work? like Because they have, have money. Because you're taught from the rich. beginning that you need to work in order to make money because money is the only way that you can be happy. And that's, it's like, so you have you to you to have ha- to be fed to the machines of of work and it doesn't matter. You have to oh you got to grind, you got to respect the hustle, you got to you got to grind, you got to work, you got to make all this money and then you'll finally be happy. You'll be able to retire when you're 40. They sell you this this lie, right? Yeah. Cuz not not everybody can do that. Have not everybody's you, built for have that. Have you noticed though this whole narrative of like retire in your 40s has gone away though? Because it's bullshit. Yeah, it, it's it's one hundred percent bullshit. It, it has disappeared. I mean, like, you get it every now and again with these idiots who are like, "Well, I retired at thirty five. My parents gave me a loan of such and such amount yeah, of money," right? and it's like, "No one f- go the fuck well, away." Well, because like I think about it, like, you know, I work for a good company. I work my forty, sometimes more, <coughs> and I get good benefits. I'm, you know, I I'm I'm content with where I work. I'm not super passionate about what I do. And well, that's the other lie they sell you. You should oh, do what you love and you never work a day in your life. Yeah, no. No, you do what you love and then you get to a point where you fucking hate it because it becomes I feel work. like unless unless you, unless what you're doing, like, I, I here's kind of where I've gotten to, is unless you're, you own the business or you have a significant share in the business, like, you're never, you're always going to be miserable if you're putting in extra hours. The business is not your friend. No. The business is not your family. It does not care about you. So that's what I think. Like, I respect people who have a side hustle more than people who put in 80 plus hours for a company. Because at least a side hustle you have some control over. You can always say, you know, I'm not going to work this right now. Or I'm not going to take on a new freelance contract or something like that. Like, this, this drives me insane. It's like you shouldn't have to work that much. Well, but somebody like The Rock, I think it's it's one of those things where it is just instilled in them that this could all, like, you know, I this could be my last acting job. This could be the last thing. So I need to make sure that I'm set up. My family he, is set he, up. He's got. He can't, there's no way The Rock is not set up now. But they get into this mentality where it's just no. We got to keep going. We got to hustle. We got to keep going. You got to keep going. You got to do it. You got to do it. And then he's gonna drop that of a heart attack in his sixties. I think. I think a lot of these people, like someone like The Rock, 
are also just so addicted to the fame and the stardom. I would agree with like that. Like when as you well. see the be. rock doing a little bit of his shtick before the Super Bowl. I mean, that's a guy who just wants to be everything. And really can we, poorly can we, fitting pants. I was just going to say, what was the deal with the pants? I just, like, baby, come! you have so much money, get someone to dress you. I felt like that whole thing with The Rock, it was just like, uh, it was like his manager or whoever, like his ex-wife, whoever makes all the decisions and brings things to him, should have been like, eh, this is like, you're kind of overexposed. You know, like it well, just, you're a was, movie. What do you got to be doing this for? Too much. Like I always think it's over the top when you know Michael Buffer does an intro. It's something that isn't boxing. Yeah. And this was kind of like that, but even worse. Well, it's like you're a movie star now. You don't ha- you don't have to do this shit anymore. Yeah, it's just you're very far removed from having to do this. It crap. didn't. But it didn't just do anything to. for me. Yeah, it just you know? felt like something that was like he's just gonna put this on a checklist so people will talk about him. Well, and that's that's his that, that's the real job is to keep in the spotlight. You think about like here's a here's someone we were talking about the other day because we were fantasy casting something. What, what were, were we fantasy, fantasy casting? casting? I don't remember. But Michael, the Bioshock movie, the Bioshock movie, which we should talk about in a moment. But like Michael Fassbender, right? Like he had his moment. Like there was that stretch where he was in everything, and. Like you could not get enough fast bender, and that's kind of. But there are levels, and the again, Michael Fassbender to me, or whatever his name is, however you say it, he's Mike, like above Mikey, a. M. He's he's M, yeah, he's <laughs> above a Robert Patrick in my mind in terms of stardom, but I would he's agree with way that. below the rock still. Like there's levels. He's he's way below the like rock. The rock, but, as long as he's alive, is going to be a megastar. But think about it. Robert what? Pattinson is or Pattinson. Wow, I don't know why I have him on the. Whatever. But think about like Robert why, Patrick has been working. Excuse me, consistently for forever. What thirty thirty five years? Yeah. So he may never be, you know, bringing down millions of dollars for. But he's consistently working, and I don't think he really has to worry. Whereas you're someone who might be the guy for five years and then it just kind of tapers off but i I would also i'd rather be the character actor yeah i mean it also depends on what are these what are the dollar signs we're talking about here Mm. you know it's really hard to know you know like we said earlier robert patrick's clearly not making matt damon money but but he's doing okay he's doing okay you know he's an actor right right like um but you know, think about Fastbender. Like, why did Fastbender kind of fall off the radar? Did it was it just because he took on some bad roles? That can't be because look at some of the shit The Rock has done. That's just or is it a conscious awful. decision that okay, I made these big movies and I got the good payday. I was in the X Men movies. I was in whatever the fuck else he was in. What the fuck else was he in? He was in the Alien, those Prometheus movies, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dog shit. But I think, I think the difference there is if you are in some big projects like that and they don't do well, like not critically because they don't give a shit about that, but commercially they don't do well or they don't deliver to expectations, people are going to start looking at you for other projects and then they're going to go, well, he's been in this and that was a dud and that was a dud and that was a dud. Whereas The Rock... 
it doesn't even matter the quality of the movie. It's going to do crazy good. I mean, do you remember some of these fucking movies? Like, didn't they do like a Rampage movie, like based on the video game? That was so bad, And there was that Skyscraper movie or whatever. That was so bad, I maintain Skyscraper was fun bad. I haven't seen any of either of those. But that's the thing. It was fun bad. Right. I haven't seen either of those, but my point is... I guarantee you those movies made a shitload of money. Probably. So it doesn't matter what or the performed. quality is. Or if they perform to ex- expectation. Sure. You but know. Fassbender to me is also the kind of guy who is like, it just appears this way. It's like, okay, I did the big ones. I've got a nice nest egg. Okay, now I'm going to go and do some smaller quiet stuff. But again, Maybe I'm going to go do some theater. But again, to your point from earlier, we really don't know. He Maybe Fassbender sits there seething at night that he's not the rock. <laughs> You know, you don't know. And, and that, I think that's what makes these conversations difficult. That would be a fun movie. It would be a fun movie. Ooh, no. Here's the movie. Channing Tatum doing his best to be The Rock. Okay, so, Alex, did you see 21 Jump Street? No. Shockingly hilarious. Very, actually really good. Now, granted, it's been probably what 10 years since we've watched that yeah but enjoyable it was better than it had any business Channing Tatum just seems to be like a guy who's having fun he gets his lane and he's just like okay yeah this is just this is what I am and this is what I do and I do it well oh man I do we should watch 22 Jump Street sure um add it to the list of like nothing but time (laughs) here's the thing if I could find a way to watch movies while I'm running, that would be ideal. I really don't think that's that big. Oh, no, because you're not on a treadmill. No, never mind. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I mean, we could get a treadmill. For whatever reason, I thought, like, oh, on the Peloton, I'm like, just set up the fucking laptop. We could put, and... we could put a treadmill right in there. Yeah, we don't need a, a treadmill. You better enjoy that Peloton while they're still in business. So, uh, a segue that I'm sure you don't want, but we're going to go there anyways. Peloton introduced a new mode. Uh, yesterday it's called light tread light I, I don't fucking remember but I'm going to show you a picture of it um, and I will attempt to describe it because you know podcasts uh, being uh, audio medium and all uh, so if you if you look at this here, oh, here we go I know how to work a phone uh, they have created a game for you to play while cycling. Now, oh, it's Lane Breaker. Lane Breaker, that's what it's called. So they have set up this display in such a way that you have like six lanes across your screen. And you can shift in between the different lanes. And being in different, like, uh, the further right you go, the the higher the resistance is. The further left you go, the lighter the resistance. Um, and then there are like within whatever lane you're on, like there are different things you can do. Like you can just collect points for being in the lane. You can get sections where you're supposed to spin really fast for a little bit. Um, you can get sections where you're supposed to spin at a very uh, specific cadence. Um, so I did it. To, it literally just came out yesterday. Um, I I tried it 
today for 15 minutes and you know obviously it's like they want to gamify peloton and uh and it's trying to be very reminiscent of rhythm based games sure right uh i mean it wasn't bad but i'm not getting on my bike to play a game i thought about this you know how we were joking like oh maybe apple will just buy peloton I thought to myself, why? Because here's the reality. If Apple wanted to get into this sphere of the fitness space, all they would have to do is take any bike, any stationary bike, doesn't fucking matter if it's any good or not, has no bearing at all, slap an iPad on it, come up with some fucking apps, slap the Apple logo on the side of the bike, you kill Peloton instantly. See, here's here's the problem <laughs> with that. Um, buying Peloton does two things for you. One, um, it gets you into the market faster because you don't have to do any development, really. Um, and two, it eliminates a competitor. Yeah, but they're going to eliminate the competitor anyway. Yeah, but that's a guarantee versus a likely. So I, I, I think... From my perspective, uh, it would have actually been kind of nice if Apple bought Peloton because I think the the monthly subscription price would come down if they did that um, because I think it would end up getting bundled with the Apple Fitness Plus. Uh, But uh, that was really the only reason I wanted it to happen. Um, I don't think... I don't think Apple wants to get into I don't think anyone wants to really get to a space to go and develop their own bike though because here's the thing you, you say take another bike off the, the shelf okay so now you've got to go buy another manufacturer so if you're going to buy a bike manufacturer so you can ship your own product just buy Peloton and then you put Apple on the side of the bike depends on the price but uh, so back to Cody Rhodes yes Wow, we really got off tangent on a tangent. City. Well, Bob didn't want to talk about wrestling, no, so he just was like. So now we're going to talk about it for several hours. <laughs> I've got only a little bit of my double rye left. We this have is... a whole liquor cabinet there, Bob. I know, but I do have to run tomorrow. When you finish that, I'll just bash your brains in with that bottle, and it'll we'll just continue on. I mean, I'm not. Have you? Ever, You're not going to testify against me, right, Erica? Here's the thing. Why would I testify against you? If you ever see no like a, a, like a bottle broken over somebody's He's tangenting wrestling head in like a movie, well, no, it's not going to break like that. I'm not saying it was going to break. I'm saying I'm going to beat you to death. Feel this thing. This thing is heavy as fuck. Oh, yeah. I'm, well, I'm they're just hitting you with you. real glass in a movie. It's well, like obvi- sugar glass. Obviously, I know that. But obviously, obviously, well, obviously, but I know this that. is like this well, is actually, particularly thing. Hey. <laughs> I'm trying to be better about that. I'm not always successful. But see, there's the thing. I do that, and I'll say, hey, actually, and then after the fact, I'll be like, hey, you know, maybe don't do that because it's kind of a douchey thing. And then I keep that in mind. So I have that guilt that I said something douchey, and then I say, okay, I won't do it in the future. Doesn't apologize for doing it, mind you. I mean, apologizing would be awkward in the moment. 
I'm not. I'm not one to apologize, Erica. Hmm. I'm, like bad, I, I'm bad at apologies. Well, it's hard to be sincere when you don't believe you're actually sorry because you have no shame. <laughs> so Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Cody Rhodes to WWE. Oh, that's well, that's what they think is going to happen, we'll, right? We'll see, but calm down, Bob. Put your finger down. Okay. Okay. Anyways, I, I yeah, I think it's interesting because I assume a few things happened kind of around the same time. Mm-hmm. One, Cody, you know, remember when AEW first started and it was kind of like the Young Bucks are going to mostly book the tag team division and Cody Rhodes and Tony Khan are going to book the singles division. And I think Brandy and Kenny Omega were kind of booking the women's division mm-hmm. to a degree. Now, frankly, just to start, I don't know why Brandy Rhodes would be in charge of booking anything because well, what, what knowledge and have, experience right. does she have of pro wrestling? But this isn't like you brought in Becky Lynch to book the women or right. something. Right. <laughs> but Someone with some experience and some knowledge. Yeah. And- well, and being a good wrestler does not necessarily mean you would know how to book it. Sure. But I'm just saying... Brandy Rhodes is not a good wrestler. <laughs> well, I didn't say she was. I don't know anything about Brandy. You know, obviously she's not a good wrestler, but maybe she has a deeper knowledge of maybe, the wrestling business maybe. Who than knows? I know. Who knows? We don't know. Um, but, it, you know, what happened early on was they were doing that for a while, and then I think Tony Khan was not happy with the direction of the company, and so he just took over everything, mm-hmm. and he became, you know, like Vince. Like... But less like everything has to be my idea, but more I have the final say on everything. Right. It's not getting on TV unless I approve it. Right. And But you could still come up with your ideas, but you're filtering them through me. Um, and I think Cody didn't like that. And well, so I mean, he, if you were he lost sold, booking power. Right. If you were sold something and then it got taken away, I can understand being miffed. And then, I, and then shortly after that, you know, you start to bring in your Brian Danielsons, your CM Punks, um, whoever else. Adam and Cole. now you've yeah, Adam Cole. Now you're being continually moved down the card. And so now it's like, well, this is my impression anyway. I'm not saying this is how he was thinking, but now I would be thinking, well, they're not using me as a top guy. But I view myself as a top guy. But if they pay me as a top guy, then they'll have to use me as a top guy, right? But Sound so logic, sure. Tony Khan doesn't, I guess, what doesn't want to pay him whatever he thinks he's worth. And Vince is so petty that I'm sure he would happily pay Cody Rhodes some insane amount of money to come back, be featured for a month, Right. Lose to Roman Reigns, clean in the middle of the ring, and then sit and cater. And then go hang out in the back. Because in his mind, it would be like, oh, well, look, AEW, one of their top guys came in and got beat by our top guy, so therefore we are superior. Which does definitely seem like Vince logic, but who could fucking care? Vince. Vince, right, right. Uh, Erica, how many fucking eons later was it when they brought in Sting... So he could lose to Triple H at WrestleMania. Oh my God! Do you remember that? And they like trotted out like the end of and then and then and Michael the NWO Cole was like and, helping Sting, and it was like what? Wow! And then Michael Cole at the end is like the war 
is over. And it's like... You guys won like a trillion years right. ago. Calm the fuck down. Does Does Cody Rhodes just think he's better than he is? I don't know. Because the thing is, he is really good in a lot of ways. He's a great promo. You know, did you watch that promo I sent you? Like, it was like a month ago or something. Where he was basically talking about all the stuff he's done. That punk, yeah. All that stuff that Punk said he wanted to do, well, I actually did it. It's a great promo. The dude's a great promo. And it promo. was true. It was. That's yeah. the thing is it was true. He left WWE. He helped create an extremely viable competitor. Yeah, you need the fucking billionaire son to make it happen because that's just the, the business. But, I mean, they did do all in that first they show. They did all in. On huge success. Right. It was great. Went to New Japan. Huge success. Went to ROH. Huge success. So he he did, he really did do everything Punk said he was going to do. And look at Punk. He only came into AEW once they were like locked in, totally solid, no doubt that they were going to be around for years to come. Mm -hmm. He wasn't coming in to take any risks like Cody and the Bucks and Kenny Omega did. And I, yeah, very, very true. But again, I don't blame those the guys, guys for that. You know, but, all those guys could have gone to WWE and just made crazy money. Oh, for sure. But no, they wanted... But I think that that's the difference, too, though, is that... And I think Punk may have had this before it was beaten out of him. But it's... There's a there's a love and a passion for wrestling that those guys have. Yeah. And it was, I don't want to be... I don't want my art form wrestled away from me. Pardon the the, the unintentional pun. But... It's it's this is my art and this is how I want to be able to have some say in the way it's done. It's not going to be and you know Tony Khan may have the final say but you really don't get the feeling that it's everything is going to be done this way. You're all going to say exactly what I want you to say. No one will have any personality. Every match will be exactly the same and boring as fuck. You hired people for a reason. Let them go out there and be what you hired them to be. For the most part. That's the impression that I get at AEW. And, I mean, if Cody was sold a bill of goods, and that changed, and, you know, like I said, he got miffed, I don't blame him. But if you think you're going to go back to WWE and have any kind of creative control, or, like you said, be featured for longer than a month, you're stupid. You're an idiot. Yeah. Well, I and mean... And it's like, you know this old they're, fuck. They're, he tells people whatever the fuck they want to hear. There is also the possibility, though, that, you know, he saw Tony kind of assert his control, and now he's like, well... It's just a slippery slope. It's just a matter of which which billionaire do I really... Do I want... Which billionaire is going to give me more money at a given time? Uh, And apologies if I, like, had zoned out at some point and you guys brought this up. I was looking on my phone here. I guess there was some shit with Brandy in the locker room. Well, there, there was some talk that, you know, Cody, maybe Cody and Brandy are a little bit polarizing. I think Brandy more than Cody. And I can already know the reason. Like we talked about, you've got, if you've, if you're, you know. It's if, a tattoo. I think that, that tattoo from Cody was like the height of hubris too. Like well, it was like was, a gin wish, right? Like you went in, you made a bad wish, you got this terrible tattoo, and everything just went downhill from there. But wait, what's a gin wish? I'm not getting into that. Moving on. Did you mean genie? No, a gin. 
A jinn? Yeah. What's a jinn? A jinn is a genie. It's a different type of genie. It's like an evil genie. Huh. Hmm. Anyways. You know, one of our other loyal listeners on this <laughs> note <laughs> tried to tell me that you can't say euros. It's a euro. Wait, what? And I, I, was, I said, like, I'm going to get a euros. He goes, oh, you can't. That's, it's a euro. What do you mean? Euros would be two. I think there's more. just 50,000 ways to say that word. Well, I, I say euro. And we looked it up and you could say euros to I signify mean the, one. The correct pronunciation is gyro. I mean, that's just blatantly incorrect. But. <laughs> so Brandy, though, in the locker room. Well, I, th- I think, you know, my guess would be, again, I'm having no knowledge of anything, is that you have someone coming in like a Brandy Rhodes who's trying to tell you what to do or do this in your match or you're going over this person. Here's the way we're going to book this program or tournament or whatever. And you got probably got a bunch of women sitting around going, who the fuck are you? You know, like if, if you're, if Stephanie McMahon comes in and starts telling people what to do, it's like, it's Vince McMahon's daughter. Right. What the fuck are we? We have to do what she right. wants. Right. You don't really have anything. It's, it doesn't it just, matter. It is what it is. Right. But it's like, who the fuck is Brandy Rhodes? You know, and 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 seemingly her only claim to fame, as far as we're aware in the known universe, is that she married Cody. She hasn't really done anything else. Right. Um. And but whereas I think if Cody comes in and says, "Hey, maybe you should try this. Maybe say this." You think to yourself, oh, this guy's a great promo. He's a good wrestler. He's had long-term sustained success in pro wrestling. He knows what he's talking about to some degree. Now, maybe some aspects of his personality might turn you off. Sure. But at the end of the day, if you're getting good advice, you're getting good advice. Mm -hmm. You know? And so I think kind of what I read was they're both a little polarizing, but Brandy more so. Well, so yeah, if like everyone hates Brandy and he's like, you know, he's got to stand by her or whatever, you know. And maybe that, that was part, part of it of too. It. Maybe Tony said, hey, I would love you to stay on. Here's a contract that I would be happy with. But, you know, maybe I just want Cody. Maybe I just want your wife to be your manager. Right. Maybe I don't want her in a backstage management role Creative, anymore right. and he said well we're a package like uh, i'm not doing that because that's gonna look bad which you know it's not gonna look great no but um and he'd rather go somewhere else and if vince calls him up and say i don't know what the fucking numbers are but let's say tony offered him two million a year and vince offers him four million four million a year and you know you're gonna go back there and you're gonna be a geek Mm -hmm. and you're just gonna fucking get beat by roman i mean if you're okay with that but you're making twice as much money and maybe all that's that's what all that matters i mean i'm not not gonna blame anybody for taking the money i won't yeah but if you're you can't be upset when you go back and it's a shit show well that's what i my my point is they can't go back and expect that creative freedom because you're just not gonna get it you are gonna be geeked out to roman reigns at some point yep you're not going to be a top guy over there. Because, un- I mean, Cody Rhodes, in my mind, isn't really a top guy. Yeah, he's, a, he's an upper mid-carder. He can be pushed. He's one of those guys he can be pushed to a top level for a little while 
for a program. Sure. But he's not like your overall top guy forever. He's not he's your face not, to the company. He's, he's a good not, intercontinental like champion. Yeah. Like that's where I always, and I know he held that for a while in WWE. Yeah. That's kind of where I picture him. If the intercontinental title meant something. I think he did a. He tried to make it mean something. Yeah, he's, he's and this a, is years ago. This is a long fucking he's, time. He's ago. an upper mid carder. He can cut top level promos every once in a while. I mean, he is a really a great promo. He is. He definitely is. I completely agree with you there. But I mean, his wrestling has always left a little something to be desired. I thought. Yeah, he's, he's not, a much better promo than he is a wrestler. He's not Okada. He's no, not well, Omega. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I mean, I know that's not fair to compare, but these are his contemporaries. Right. He's not Roman Reigns. I mean, you know, I know you. I see the clips. I know you really don't. Roman and this whole like tribal chief personality. He's a top guy. Okay, like yeah, he's super over pushed and just smashes everyone. Oh, I mean, the whole point, but, like with WWE, it's just you've you've run me out of the room. I don't care anymore in yeah. any capacity. Like you've completely just. Every creative decision that you've made is just dog shit. And I just, I don't, I don't care. But it's, it's just, yeah, I've, I've been run out of the room. Because yeah. it's like, why am I going to watch something every week? And NXT was a big factor in this too. You get really attached to these dudes and these women down in NXT where they mean something and they matter and the stories matter and then they get pushed up to the main roster and we've talked about this a thousand times and they're geeked out immediately they don't mean anything they get beat by some ancient guy because that's the only people that Vince cares about if you're over 45 you're good if you're under 45 and you're not Roman Reigns they don't give a fuck about you and it's just like and I know they're talking about doing like uh, what was it Austin and maybe versus uh, Steen at Wrestlemania who could, why do you care? That's such a weird, I mean, like, I don't know, what would you do with Austin? Like, if you're going to have him come in and beat somebody, because I'm assuming he's not coming in to lose in the middle of the fucking ring. But then that's the other thing, you're going to have somebody who's been retired for, how, like, when was the last time Austin was, like, wrestling? Sure, but he's Stone Cold Steve Austin. I understand that, but this is the problem I have with WWE, and not like Kevin Steen is, like, a young spring chicken or anything, but... It's Kevin Owens, yeah. Kevin Steen, excuse me. Um, it, it's just this, the past is the only thing that matters. The Attitude Era was the only thing that matters. Everything else is garbage, and we're going to consist, consistently shit on it because none of these new guys matter at all. Yeah. So what are you going to fucking do in 10 years where you can't trot out all these old dudes anymore? They literally cannot go. What are you going to do? What, what are you going to do? You've got nothing. Because nothing matters, nothing is important, and it's all just this this wet fart gray shit that I who could possibly care about? I need some stakes. <laughs> I need to get lost in the narrative, and they were yeah. able to do that in NXT. Remember when Sami Zayn beat Adrian Neville for the title for the first time, and he'd been chasing it for like a year, and like he had the opportunity to cheat, but and it was like, oh, maybe this is the only way I can do it. But then he was like, nah, fuck that. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to win the right way. That was an amazing moment. Yeah. And they don't do that on the main roster. And oh, if they yeah. do I mean, it, for... it they, they, they stumble into it on accident, like with the Daniel Bryan shit. And that's yeah, even for... how many years ago now? For, I don't know, three years there maybe, whatever the run was. Like, NXT was 
Oh, like, it's fire. Pretty much must watch TV. Like one hour a week, so it was really tightly packed in. Yep. No fluff, no bullshit. Uh, the, and the, consistently the good. The takeover shows were can't miss. Oh, the Always run great. that the takeover shows had. Like yeah. fucking A. Like, then you... Then you just you just destroyed it. You ran it into the ground. And it was just like, okay, well, the one thing that I had any interest in... And it wasn't, it wasn't just, you know, the complete revamp of it. It was you're pulling people from there, with the exception of a few people. And they, they, they don't mean anything. Nothing right. means anything. And who could care? So I'm, I'm, and I'm never going to shit on people for staying at WWE as much as I would have liked to see... You know, uh, uh, Owens and uh, uh, Sammy move over to AEW. I, I they have, you know, I, I I don't know if Sammy has a family. I know Owens has kids. It's like you make your money. You know, you you did your time on the Indies. Make your well, money and, and do your thing. And that's the thing, kind of like we talked about with Cody. If they're happy with what they're doing in their jobs, right. and they can use. AEW as leverage to get more money at the place they want to work at and they're good, good with it fine I have no issue oh with no that. yeah yeah I like, just don't want to hear like complaining then yeah not that you would but it's just like that that it is what it is over there and it's never gonna fucking change and if you're sitting down with Vince and he's selling you a bill of goods and you're buying into it you're just a fucking idiot at this well, point and look I think one of the, again, like we talk about smart pro wrestlers, I think one of the smarter pro wrestlers ever was Kevin Nash because Kevin Nash knew from the start, this is a business and I am in it to make money. Mm -hmm. I'm not in this shit to have five star matches no. to fucking have the fans love me. You're absolutely right. Or for him, whatever else. It was business. It was, I'm here to make money. I don't believe any of the fucking bullshit. And that's all that matters to well, me. And I'm a big dude. My knees ain't going to last forever. Yeah. So let me make with the money I can while I can. So, it's interesting you bring that up because in general, I mean, that's what you need to do, well, regardless of your industry, right? Because the second you're you're like, oh, this is my dream and this is what I always wanted to do, you are ripe for getting taken advantage of. Oh, yeah. Well, and they do that constantly at WWE. And well, I they do that constantly everywhere. Well, I'm just yeah. in context of what we're talking whatever, about. Whatever, yeah, but whatever, you're, whatever you want to do, as soon as they know... We've got you. And, and a lot of times it's not even... I think people think a lot of times it's malicious. Like somebody is sitting there intentionally thinking, oh, I'm going to work this person 80 hours a week. That's, It's not. It's In a way, it's more nefarious because it's like you're going to go in and you really want to do good at your job. No one's telling you you have to work like insane hours. Um but you do. I think you might be kind of pressured into it. It, it does happen. It don't, might not be being. I'm thinking of like the animation industry as the first thing that popped into my don't mind. Don't get me wrong. It definitely where, happens. Where there was the, ooh, I'm working my dream job. And there it's like, oh, we're going to pay you slave wages. And but yeah, you're, you're, get, you're living your dream. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. There, there are definitely industries that do that. There are definitely companies that do that. Well, yes, we are chaining you to your desk. But no, you can't go home. My point being. Video games. Even, even if. Even if you're not in an industry that's like that, like you might do that to yourself, like unintentionally, and end up putting in way more. Hours. I mean, look at me. Like my previous employer, like I worked lots of late nights, um, and no one sat there and was like, "Bobby, you got to be working late nights." 
She was like, no, I take a lot of pride in my work. I want to do a good job. I don't think anybody was overtly telling you that, but it was, this shit needs to get done and you're the only person who can do it. So... Yeah, but and that may not have been overtly stated, but that was definitely the 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 right. what what we what, like the 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 message and, that was being sent. And so shit needs to get done. If you can't do it in the and, forty hours, you need to work more. And in my case, like I wasn't even sitting there like being like, oh my god, I'm doing my dream job. No, I was like, I I was very much of this the, is what I'm good at. This so. is what I'm good at. I'm you know, and I'm gonna go make money. Like, so when, you know, you hear stories about guys like Kevin Nash who who are like, you know, I'm going to go get paid or um, somebody. I I don't know how he was in wrestling business. Money they were throwing around. But Batista seems very much of that. Oh, I'm going to go get paid. Like, I think later, like early on, I I don't know how well he was doing. I think he may have been taken advantage of a little bit, but. He's another guy who's made a successful transition to movies. And he's basically just given the middle finger to Vince. I actually think he's the best of all the ex-wrestler actors. In terms of acting ability? Yeah. I would agree with you. Definitely. He's not He's in... got some chops. He does. Uh, like, I know you guys didn't like that new Blade Runner. Oh, no, I was going to bring up. I the, thought he was like, great in that. three minutes he was in that movie. He's he very was effective. Great. He was good. He was yeah. really good. He's great in those Guardians of the, Ga- Guardian of the Galaxy movies. Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Words are hard. They are. Especially when you try to string them together. Well, and you're making that Marvel money, so it's like, you, yeah. you just ride but, that wave for yeah. as long as you can, bro. But that's the thing. Like, I, and I keep coming back to it, and, and it's just, if you don't have a percentage in the company, like a sizable percentage, if you got like, you know, that Google, oh, I've got some stock I think money, it, it's you got to have a sizable percentage or you have to outright be the owner of the company to justify putting in that much like if you're an entrepreneur and you're out there trying to make your business stay afloat that's a different story but you chose that i think people just need to realize and take this to heart your company is not your family company is not your friend company is there to make money and you exist as a cog in the company to make the company money that's that's all that is we're not a family. We're not buddies. We're not. You might make friends at work. Yeah. But the company does not care about you. Well, and that's when I, sometimes I hear people say like, oh, well, you should at work. You should be going the extra mile. You should be working super hard. Why? You should be putting in all these hours. And it's like maybe back in the day, like. Where you could actually feasibly get somewhere move up by in doing the company, that. or you have a pension if you stick around for twenty years or whatever, you know, whatever the reasoning might be to encourage you to really care and to work hard. But now, why wouldn't it just I be mean, me, me, me? That's the crazy thing. I mean, because it's they, getting rid it's of them, them, them. Getting rid of pensions like destroyed any company loyalty. That sure. Is, Why it, would you stay? There's no I mean, reason and, then, to. and there's no reason to be necessarily like directly adversarial to your company. Oh, I don't either. think you have to be outright hostile, but just keep in mind, they don't you know, care if, about if, you. If they think it's best in the business for you not to be employed anymore by them, you will not be employed by them anymore. Right. You know, and, and, and that's the thing. I think, you know, because I know people who get very... Um, get very kind of aggressive against business. Whoever are you talking about? I can't think of it. But I 
you know, it's it's not it doesn't necessarily it doesn't need to be the company is aggressive against you and you're aggressive against the company. It in a lot of time it, it's more you just need to be agnostic to it. You know, it's like you guys are here for a reason. You are here to make money and they need you to make money. Mm-hmm. And if you understand that, you can be successful and you can have a good working relationship. And no, if you know, if you are being taken advantage of, that it's okay to leave. Yeah. Go. You can go. Absolutely. And you go. will find other you will find other work. Yep. Well, because you don't have a pension or anything like that to keep you around, if some other company comes along and says, Hey, we'll offer you twenty percent more for the same fucking job you're doing now. And that's why I left my one uh, job and I moved to the other one. Yeah. Well, and you you're know, making like fifteen grand more a year and basically doing the same thing. And then thing. you go to your company that you're at and you say, "Hey, I got this offer. You know, I, I, I'm going to take it you if, know, you, if you don't want to match it or something." And here's the thing: unless you literally are the top guy, you know, unless you're Roman Reigns, unless you're Brock Lesnar, you are very. I mean, and even those two guys are expendable. They're harder to expend, but they are expendable. Like, you have to go in with that understanding that, like, I am here to serve the owner of the company or the shareholders, and and that's it. You know, and if you really want that self-satisfaction, you really want it, you're going to have to start your own business. Or just find a hobby. Or find a hobby, yeah. Take your vacation time, people. Take your vacation, yeah. So Don't it, let them make you I, feel guilty I about just, it. I, you know, it, it, it drives me nuts that... Because I feel like we've like as a as a society, and it's just not it's not just the United States. You know, we've kind of worked ourselves into this like weird state where everyone feels beholden to everything. And a part, a lot of it is like because people have gotten themselves so far in debt and they have no way out. But you know, you don't have to kill yourself for work. You really don't. Well, and you have a lot of people. It's not necessarily like work related, but you have this weird thing where people always want to take sides on everything. Oh it's very, God. it's like a very human nature thing. Very tribal. Right? You want to be and in tribes. Yeah. And it, it's like, obviously the easiest example would be your sports teams that you have like your regional bias to i guess just because of where you were born can i tell you a story real quick about a sports team so it's not even it's tangentially related because like fuck the blackhawks right now like oh yeah fuck them i haven't watched a single second no how could you but i have a hoodie that he got me right when we first started dating for Hmm. christmas and it is so warm and it is so cozy and it's a blackhawks hoodie I, I won't. Yeah, I don't wear anything. I'm just like I, I. It's it's my go-to for when I'm just running to the store and I'm walking around and I feel so goddamn conflicted wearing this fucking hoodie, Alex. And I'm like, fuck you, Rocky Wirtz. You did this to me. I love this hoodie. Well, and you know what? This is this is the thing, and, and it comes back to our you know really warped relationship with business in this society. In you know, stage capitalism. Eh, it, yeah, I mean, because here's the thing: if if those Chicago Blackhawks do something really shitty, and the guy in charge is still in charge, 
Because I don't give a shit who he fired. Rocky Wirtz is the owner of that company. Yep. Rocky Wirtz enabled that behavior at that company. And he is still the owner of the Chicago Blackhawks. You know what? Why should I spend my money at a company that I think enables abusive behavior? But you think it does. And won't well, like, and how dare you ask me a question about it? Oh, that was ridiculous. Well, here's the, this was kind of like my, my personal timeline with all that stuff with the Blackhawks was, you know, when it first came out, you know, this is before we knew it was Kyle Beach. It was like John Doe one and two mm-hmm. and they were suing and it wasn't really a discussion of if it happened. It was, it happened. Right. It was, it, now, now it became who knew what was done, who covered stuff up. Because someone covered stuff up clearly. Mm-hmm. You know, and so for me, it all came out and it was like, this is terrible. I'm not watching this team. I'm not supporting them. This is fucking terrible. They have to at least pretend to care. Right. Because obviously I know bad shit's happening everywhere, right? Sure. It's probably happening at every video game company to some degree. Yep. It's probably happening on every sports team to some degree. Mm-hmm. Any enter- movie sets, TV sets, any entertainment thing you enjoy, is there is probably some scumbag working there. Yes. And I was going to say every single sports team, every, without a doubt in my mind. It's it's beyond that. It's every single employer. You only hear it about sports teams and entertainment venues because it gets out. Right. Mm-hmm. And so my point kind of is, like, I it, this shit happens everywhere, so it is what it is. And I guess I, you just have to accept that to a degree if you're going to watch or play or enjoy whatever. But it's how you react to it and how you respond once it's out there. Mm-hmm. And so then they had that uh, law firm come in and do that investigation. And they pretty much took blame, right? They said, you know, all these people fucked up. Conveniently, Rocky Wirtz had no knowledge of anything. Well, that's but bullshit. you always knew that was going to happen. Right, right. The, the law firm that the company hired wasn't going to come in and blame the owner of the company. That wasn't going to happen. It was like when they tried to say that Joe Paterno didn't know what was going on at Penn State. And it's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, all right, sure. So No, Joe knew, and they said, he he specifically said, well, it's not my place to report it. And, well, and then a lot of people were like, well, he's old. And honestly, to tell you the truth, after after Rocky's outburst in public a couple of weeks ago or whatever it was, I think there is something of a possibility he didn't know because those guys in that room that knew the president of operations, the GM, whoever, they might have been terrified to go tell him. They might have. Um but at the end of the day, he's still the man at the top. No, believe me, you have. I, he's, I understand. He's the guy what you're at the saying. top. It's his fault. At the end of the day, it's his company. But I could, I could create the doubt in my mind that he maybe didn't know or wasn't told. But then again, that interview that outburst just shows that he doesn't care. Right, right, right. So I'm, I'm getting around to it. So sorry. You know, you have. <laughs> you I get have, hot. Like, 
you have like levels of ownership, right? You have your Jerry Jones mm-hmm. who want to be involved in fucking everything. Sure. They got to have their fingerprints on everything. They got to know everything that's going on. I don't think Rocky Wirtz is that type of owner. Mm-hmm. I think Rocky Wirtz is a, I hire people to do job and I trust them to do job until they fail, at which point I fire them. Sure. And then I find someone else. And if you're Stan Bowman, for some reason, you just keep your job for all eternity <laughs> until a sexual assault case comes out. Or some sort of blood pack. Yeah. yeah this is, the guy had pictures Photos, of Rocky Words right. getting fucked in the ass or something. I don't know what the fuck was going on over there. Something was happening. But... You know, the the law firm does the investigation. Essentially, they throw a shitload of people under the bus. Everybody gets fired, right? And I was like, okay, maybe I'll watch. I don't know. I got to think about it. And then Patrick Kane comes out and pretty much says the right things, says what you would like to hear, does the PR speak. Then Jonathan Taves comes out and starts talking about how, oh, Stan Bowman and so-and-so, you know, they're good people. Oh, buddy. No. No, they're not. No, they're not, Jonathan. Nope. Not only are they not good people, but let me tell you something. You sound like a fucking asshole, too. Yep. For defending them. Yep. All right? And this is where I get blown away, because if I'm the PR guy, okay? Well, that's the that's the if thing. I'm this person the has PR, to have fired at this I'm point, right? I'm the PR people of the Chicago Blackhawks, all right? <laughs> Just standing, like, off camera going... Before you, they go out there. They know what they're gonna be asked about, and they know they should know what the answer should be. That's your whole job. And so, right? Like to me, the PR guy goes to Jonathan Taves. He goes, "Look, <laughs> this is what you're gonna say. Repeat after me. Only say this. You say anything else, Rocky Wirtz is gonna kill you. <laughs> All right. And if he doesn't kill and, you, and he's gonna kill me. me. And believe me, he has the assassins." On payroll to kill us both. All right. He's got it'll that look kind like, of money. It'll look like you've just been doing heroin for 10 years. <laughs> all right. Just say what we tell you to no fucking say. Who knew that Jonathan Taves was a heroin yeah. Whoever knew. Wow. Crazy. He hit it so well. He definitely wasn't assassinated in the middle of the night. <laughs> and it's totally in the article. Yeah. He definitely wasn't assassinated. <laughs> but. Well, when Patrick Kane's saying the right thing and Jonathan Taves isn't, it's like... You're in fucking All right, dummy, what the fuck is going on? So that pissed me off, and I was like, fuck this, I'm not watching them. And I was already... That's where I already was just in perpetuity. Right. And then the thing with Rocky Wirtz, where he gets lopped up the softball of all time. And it wasn't... This was the best part. He didn't even get lobbed the softball. His son got lobbed the softball who he is theoretically put in charge of running the team. Although I think we know based off that thing, who's actually running the team. <laughs> got the puppet regime but, going. <laughs> um, he gets lobbed up some softball like, oh, what have you guys done? What protections have you put in place so people feel comfortable coming to you so this sort of thing doesn't happen again? That is the softball of all PR softballs. Yep. Oh, yeah, we've done this and that and the other. Just make up some fucking bullshit. It doesn't even matter. No one's going to look into it. Do it. Right, exactly. Who's going to know? So, instead gently of, flying over the center of the plate. Instead of letting his son just give some PR speak bullshit, he loses his mind. Like that was straight up like old man yelling at clouds. <laughs> it really like, was. like I've <laughs> like, never dude. seen so much stupidity in two minutes. It was crazy. <laughs> It was fucking crazy. And the best is, while he's losing his mind, 
his son is just staring a fucking hole through him because he's like, I have put so much work in to try to better RPR and you have torn it all down (laughs) in two minutes. You old fuck. Here's what gets me about all this. Because if Alex's description of what happened has not convinced you to fuck the Chicago Blackhawks, then, I mean, I don't know what will. But here's the thing. When a sports team or a movie studio gets caught doing this shit, you, as a consumer, have a very powerful tool in your toolbox to make it known that this is not acceptable. And it's to not spend your money on them. Well, and the truth is... and. It, Really, it's probably because the Blackhawks are fucking terrible and have been for like four years. But ticket sales are down. No one like season ticket holders are not having a good, good time trying to resell their tickets on the secondary market when they don't want to go to games. I mean, you know, so people to a degree are speaking with their wallets. But the problem is that stadium could be fucking empty. They're still going to make a profit on the team. Not as much money as they would like. No, I mean, but here's the thing: if that arena goes empty all the time. If people stop buying jerseys in mass, I, I mean, if you know, they'll get their TV money. But if people stop watching games, I, I, you know, that's the thing. It will eventually yes. have an effect. And and you know, it's not like you talk about levels, right? Because the shit that goes on to make this device—it's an iPhone—that's uh, sitting in my hand. Uh, just terrible. And well, I, everyone no. knows that's this. These are a product of either slave labor or borderline slave labor, whatever, right. however you, you want to put it. You can call it, it slave But there really isn't an option for me as someone who works to not have a smartphone. And to have a smartphone means I have to buy a product made by slave labor. I don't really have a lot of choice there. Yeah. I do not have to watch the Chicago Blackhawks at all. I do not have to buy a game from Ubisoft at all because NFTs are fucking evil. Well, among many of the other things that they I do not have done. to buy a game from Activision because they are fucking evil. You can speak with your dollars. Find other things to do. Find other things to occupy your time. And you know what? If you're like, well, it's just, I always like the Blackhawks. Fuck you. You're saying that you are okay with that behavior. This is not a. This is not a a case of I need an iPhone because my work says I need to have my phone on me. No, you could stop watching the games. Yeah, and you're choosing not to. With most people, though, if it's not. And this is, we've discovered this over the course of the last few years. It doesn't directly affect me. I don't care. It's the truth. And as, 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 you know, adamant as I am that you are condoning this behavior by continuing to watch and continuing to buy tickets or whatever, there is the other side of me that says you can't care about everything. And I understand that. Like, there was Sometimes a... you just want to shut your brain off yeah. and enjoy your bullshit. 
even though you know something terrible there was, has probably happened related to it. There was a well, and you can't keep track because, like everything. we said earlier, there's bad shit happening everywhere. Yeah. yeah, literally everything you consume or touch, or unless you have an absurd amount of money, which you you've probably earned by being a shit house person and stomping on people as you as you got that money. It, it, you you can't be choosy if you're poor. No. Unfortunately. So it's just, all right, I'm going to do what I can to survive. I'm not going to look but, into... But this is, this is... This is fairly overt, though. This is why I do encourage people that when shit happens when it comes to entertainment products, don't spend your money on them. Because, you, one, there's a million different entertainment products out there for you to consume right now. Tons. There's so many. It's mind-boggling. Find something else. You'll get into something else. Go, you know, go find something else. Because, you know, do you give a shit about Uyghurs in China? Probably not. It's horrible what's going on over there. But the reality is you probably don't give a shit. Yep. Um, you You might throw up the outrage flag when you hear about it, but... What are you doing day to day to help? Well, and you can see that, you know, clearly, like as a country, we don't care when we still send people to go compete in the Olympics. Oh, yeah. Right. The country doesn't care. There's a lot of like bluster and like uh, no one gives a fucking shit. Well, and there's a reason for that because there's so many things that are wrong in the world. And you like you which the United States perpetuates too, to a degree. Yeah, certainly. But so affect the things you can affect. You can affect Rocky Wirtz's wallet, and that will piss him off. Yeah, clearly. Well, I think I think that was one of the most because you know what happened with Rocky Wirtz. I'll tell you exactly why he got so mad because they settled with Kyle Beach, and Rocky Wirtz thought to himself, "I guarantee you, this was the thought. I will pay this guy." X amount of money, whatever it is, whether I think it's right or wrong, whether I actually had fault or not, doesn't matter, has no matter, has no importance to me. I'm going to pay him this money so he will go away and I never have to talk or think about this ever again. Mm-hmm. Sure. And when it was brought up in front of him, he thought to himself, I spent money on this. Why the fuck are we answering questions? It's a very old man way of thinking about things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I paid for this to go away. Why are you yeah, shoving why, it in my face Why again? is my why do I have to deal with this? Doesn't money solve all my problems? Right. Unfortunately, Rocky, it doesn't. And and there's two more things about that. One, when he says, Oh, this is that's a company problem. That's internal. If someone in the company wants to come ask me what changes we've made and what we've done, they can. It's like who the fuck is ever going to come ask you a question about anything? No one's ever asking you any questions, dude. They're just assuming they're going to get yelled at and fired. You're a public-facing entity, dude. I'm sorry, but yeah, you're going to have to answer some fucking questions. Well, and that's the thing. You, You got, as a public, we should be demanding of our public entities. Not just the the random crazies that show up to town halls and rightfully harass senators. Uh, the everyday people should be harassing the senators too. Well, and then I love. When and I he mean tells, that sincerely. Yes. Like if you see a senator out if to you, eat or something, if you see Mitch McConnell, you give him as much shit 
as you have time to give him. I mean, you should really be spitting in his face, but you don't want to go to jail. But yes, he doesn't get to have a nice meal. Ted Cruz doesn't get to have a nice meal. And you know, Dick Durbin doesn't get to have a nice meal. You're a public fucking servant, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm going to come up and I'm going to say something to you because I don't think you're fucking doing enough. Anyway, Alex, well, go and ahead. I was just going to say my other my own, my other aspect of that is when he starts telling you know Mark Lazarus the reporter, oh great don't name. don't <laughs> don't ask me any more questions about that. I'll ask me some positive questions. Why does it always got to be negative? Yada yada. Well, you know if I'm a reporter, my reaction to that is oh what other negative now, is there now. Right. Well, not only that, but now this is now the only question. There are no other questions. No, exactly. <laughs> this is all we're ever going to talk about. This right. is all I'm going to ask the players about. This is all I'm going to ask the front office about because you can't seem to give a satisfactory answer. Right. So now I'm going to ride your ass about it. Yeah. And then the other reporters should be doing that too. If that, you got the, shut what down, they should they should all just be asking the same question. It should just be well because I don't think they look at it as a collaborative. It's I work for one paper, you work for another paper, yeah. and it's a but you really are in it. But you really are in it together. No, I agree with you, but I don't think that a lot of people see it that way anymore. Yeah. some do for sure, but they. And, you know, you're talking about stuff like this is like a whole other topic and it's already we've already been going long enough. But you talk about stuff like the Activision Blizzard stuff. And I think one of the reasons I think the general public was kind of happy that Microsoft came along and bought them is it's like, hey, now Microsoft can come in and assuming this deal gets approved and everything, they can come in and pay fucking Bobby Kotick to go the fuck away. Because he was always going to get his money. Quote, unquote, clean house. Yeah, he was never going to not get his money. No, he's going to be fine. And they can come in, they can institute their corporate infrastructure, which by all cases seems to be people are very happy working in the Microsoft gaming division as a whole. They don't crunch. People seem to be treated well there. People like seem to like working in Microsoft. Sure. So I think people were like, oh, good. Now, once that all happens, I can feel like I can enjoy Activision products without feeling Without guilty. guilt anymore. Correct. You know, maybe shame, but not guilt. No shame. Right. I am shameless. The Bob Henny story. I have tons of guilt, but no shame. Mm. If I could balance that out a little bit, it probably would make my life easier. But then would you have a stool? Because someone with shame (laughs) would not have a stool. But I also have no guilt about this stool. The stool is great. Let me tell you something, Bob. If the day comes where I need a stool Mm -hmm. to be in the shower, Uh I promise you I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) Listen, here's the thing. Before I sit down on that fucking stool. Here's the thing. I don't need this stool. I enjoy this stool. That's even worse. If we titled these episodes, that would be the title of the episode. I, I don't stool. enjoy this. St- I don't need the stool. I enjoy the. You stool. know what? We're gonna we're gonna start a trend with this episode. Uh, that's what that's what the name will be. When Bob remembers to post it two weeks after Alex edits it. That never happens. <laughs> hmm. I feel like a. Oh, well, I was going to say, and that's the thing I read about, you know, Horizon Forbidden West is that, you know, part of the reason the game got delayed is so they didn't crunch their staff. Well, and so, it's like, I, that's fine. Just delay the game. Delay yeah. the game a couple months. I don't give a shit. See, that's one of the, that is one of the nice things about the console studios, though, is because 
you know, at the end of the day, and you know, obviously Sony's going to make a ton of money on the sale of this, but Sony also knows that Horizon Zero Dawn is a thing that sells consoles. Well, and if you and keeps people on PlayStation, so if they delay, you know, they also have this giant other business behind them. Yes. You know, when when you look at um these other studios um you know your EAs your Activision even though they have gigantic resources certainly well i was everything I was, is the game i was trying to, yeah i was trying to think of more of a one game studio to make a good example and unfortunately a ton of shit has been bought up but you know up until recently if you think about bungie you know their game is destiny mm-hmm. and that's all they publish as of right now mm-hmm. so when and they have delayed stuff months from time to time mostly because of covid lately causing production problems but you know if bungie delays something that is a cost that hits that company mm-hmm. yeah and there's no there's no backing from whoever to come say right. oh here's another 100 million right sure you know? but then i so, would argue you need to learn how to manage your shit better. Like COVID, sure. it, stuff comes up. There's really there's nothing you can do. There's going to be delays with when something global like this happens. But if you're consistently not scheduling shit, so or, or scheduling shit so that you're you're oh we're just going to have to crunch, that's a management problem. Like you guys got to figure out how to like you either need to hire more people or like, you guys got to figure out your shit to fix that yeah no for for sure i was just kind of giving more of the example of like hey here's a company that has their one mm-hmm. resource you know one revenue generator sure. right and if that doesn't come out you're fine four months after you know it doesn't come out until four months after it was supposed to that's you know a hit to the studio that sure. they have to incur sure sure and some places might not be able to do that yeah that's true which you know but then that's the poor planning aspect there's of a it. mismanagement but aspect to now it that you know now that you know bungie has been bought by sony they don't have to worry about that right. because if they you know they don't have to worry you know is my next paycheck gonna be okay are we gonna be able to keep the lights on right like so these are not you, you'll be concerns anymore. Right. Right. Exactly. So. And if Sony has to delay one game out of their stable, it's not it's, the end of it's the affecting them, but it's not like, oh my God, we're going out of business. Right. Right. So. Anyway, it's been great to be here. I can see you two are done. And I'm done too. I was done about eh, two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Half hour in, Alex was done. <laughs> I tire of this. Well, you know, you know what the worst part about ending the podcast is that we never end it. We end up talking for another twenty minutes. Well, I was going to say that um, now we have to clean it up. Oh yes, such a and, arduous. But here's the thing: tough process. I know it'll take five minutes. I know it's not difficult. I still don't want to do it. Yes, you're going to. I will. Mm-hmm. You know what the worst part about ending the podcast is? Is there won't be any more audio record of me making fun of you for this stupid fucking stool (laughs) (laughs) well we'll just have to make sure that hopefully there won't be a variant we can record again in a couple weeks and we can keep shitting on bob about the stool listen who doesn't want to sit in a tiny room with a bunch of steam cav (laughs) h (laughs) hank hankinator hankinator
on that note, hug me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>